Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ah, the holidays. A time for giving, a time for getting, and a time for going and going and going and going and going. When you need a break, we're here, helping you make sense of all the good and the going of the holidays. Happy holidays from all of us at UBNRadio.com. Welcome to Mostly Sports. I am Morgan. Who are you? I'm Jay. That is Jay. I'm not as enthusiastic as you yet. Maybe that's because that snazzy new sweater you have on. I think it's because you had a tough time with an Uber driver. I did. Well, the Sixers won tonight. So they broke a 18-game uh, losing streak and a 29-game losing streak all in one night with a big victory tonight about uh, beating Kobe in his return home. So we're obviously going to talk about that for a little bit because uh, it's big news. He had a very Kobe shooting night. He was 6-for-20 the last time I checked. Dude, he came out and he fired literally five threes up in probably the first, I don't know, minute and 30 seconds of the game. How many did he make? He made three. He was firing, came out firing. The crowd was going nuts, chanting his name. It was pretty cool. It was fun to watch. Everyone loves Kobe right now. Everyone's piling on. It's amazing. You write one little fucking gay poem, and all of a sudden people love you. Wow, really gay poem? Yeah, it was. It was awful. Guy wrote a poem and retired. Give me a break, dude. Did he retire from his literary career? What did he retire from? Don't write me a poem. Right? I didn't actually like the poem. I mean, you know I'm a poet as well. You are a poet. So I can be critical of poems. And uh, I was like... I, I, wasn't even deep. Then they showed some weird Vine video or Instagram video of Meta World Peace just reading it to himself. Not even out loud. See, now that sounds awesome. I would love to hear him or Dikembe Mutombo read that poem to me. No, but he was reading it to himself. He wasn't reading it out loud. Oh, just like having a moment with himself and He's, reading it for inspirational purposes? I watched Meta World Peace stare at an iPad for 30 seconds. It was the worst video I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that's what Kobe inspires, man. <laughs> he's writing poems, man. That's that's what they're talking about. He's hated, literally hated, vilified every writer in the in the free world writing, and even in probably North Korea, writing bad things about him. Writes a poem, and all of a sudden, it's just nothing but love that's why everywhere. I'm, that's why Maybe he should like have ISIS write a poem. I don't know. You <laughs> really? tell me. As soon as Mike's not here, man, you go right to ISIS. <laughs> well, you know what do you what do you expect? Well, you know what's good on ISIS? Phantom Fly vodka. Unmasked quality, Jay. We have we actually have a bottle on set. Sammy Fasaro brought it to us while shooting basketballs last night at Reed Park. Thank you, Sammy. That was nice of him. Are you going to pour it into your tea drink and get a little drunk? Probably, probably at some point it'll uh, it'll evaporate into one of our, our glasses. Well, uh, we'll stop beating around the bush. We actually have a show tonight, and the show is going to kick off with 20 things you didn't know about Kobe Bryant, or maybe you did. Um, we're going to talk a little NBA fantasy. We'll let that organically happen as I continue to lose in the Hederman. Um, we're going to cover NFL because we like the NFL. Or Jay doesn't really like the NFL, but I like the NFL. I like it a little bit more now. Okay. And you'll find out why later. And then we have a, a really cool guest, local Santa Monica resident, Brian Warner, founder and creator of CelebrityNetWorth.com. 
So go check out their site, man. They have some juicy stuff on there. Juicy, huh? Yeah. Not like the brand juicy. I'm Not excited. like Biggie. We're talking juicy like Charlie Sheen stats juicy. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. A lot I, of, I feel it's, what you're putting down. I like it because it's like, I don't really like TMZ. And I like the kind of the stats angle paired with some pop culture stuff. You know, everyone likes numbers. Sports are about numbers. And, you know, why not throw some numbers at us related to these celebrities? How much money do you make? You know, how much money did Ronda Rousey make? How many hookers has Charlie Sheen slept with? I don't think that's in his the uh, the net worth of Charlie Sheen, the well, number of hookers he slept with. Well, no one knows that number for real. Not even him. Anyway, so uh, why don't we kick it off with Kobe and some kind of weird, obscure facts. Maybe these are all right off of Wikipedia, mostly intern. Did you get these from Wikipedia? She said it's well, not factual. And, w- and we learned that last week with Kevin Booth when I brought something up that was on his Wikipedia page and he said it was a lie. So F you, Wikipedia. We don't need you. I'll use my Encyclopedia Britannica. Say that five times fast. No. Good. I'm combative. You, uh, <laughs> I'm pugnacious, Jay. Um, you kept using the word encroachment on the way over here with your oh, Uber driver. Should I get into that real quick before yeah. we get into Kobe? You don't have to do it quick, man. We have a two-hour show. No, I just like the... the uh, I'm getting really close to just uh, Airbnb being a place in Hollywood every Monday night to get ready for the show on Tuesday <laughs> so I don't have to make the commute over here from Santa Monica. It's like literally six and a half miles away. It's not far. All right, Lewis and Clark would have done it in half a day. But with this traffic, it's absolutely off the charts. So today I decided to, instead of driving, I was going to Uber over to Culver City where you work and then jump in with you, and we were going to share a, a nice ride pre-show in the car. So I get picked up by this nice lady, Rochelle, and her, her wonderful, spacious Prius. And she proceeded to use Waze. And my problem with Waze is Waze has you make way too many turns. It's just like one foot left, two feet, make a right, 30 more feet. make you know. So it's it's like a fucking maze. And <laughs> Waze maze, huh? Bottom line, it was an interesting ride, and she was very chatty. I wasn't really in the mood to chat, but she was like super cool, and she was nice. If you had a but button where you could just turn off the driver's voice... Would that you, should be an you option. You should be able to put that in before you get into your Uber. Say, like no what t- kind of experience do I want? Right. Like, I'm sober. I have things to do. Just please. <laughs> I've already. If I've already put the destination into the app before you pick me up, that should let you know that I'm not in the, the mood to converse. Like, I didn't even want to tell you with my mouth where I'm going. I told you with my computer phone. All right. So anyway. So you were proactive. It means you're sober. You're dead sober. Don't talk to me. I don't want jokes. I mean, we have a big guest tonight. I was looking up, you know, stuff about celebrities that I wanted to know about. So I was, I was busy. But, but the best part of the ride was, <laughs> she almost hit. So like, we're, we're cruising. They're going like literally eight miles an hour. Rochelle, down, Rochelle. She's going like eight miles an hour down this street, and all of a sudden, some biker just starts screaming at her. <laughs> and by biker, I don't mean a guy like a Hell's Angel or a guy like Jax from Sons of Anarchy. I mean like a Lance Armstrong biker. This dude had a GoPro on his head. It looked like he had like a vacuum suck all the air out of like his clothes between his skin and his body. The blood's like open. Just skin tight, and he just starts screaming at her. And I, like I'm just sitting there with my window down, just completely like, is this really happening? I look at the guy. I go, dude, she didn't even come anywhere near hitting you. And then he turns his attention to me, and he's like, she encroached on me, encroached on me. Do you know what that means, encroach? <laughs> so did he point at you? He pointed at me, very passive aggressively. And he kept his distance because he wasn't a large individual. 
But he was, you know, he was just another one of these like bike rider California people with emotional problems who can't deal with adversity in any way. I'm sure he went home and wrote in his journal. I don't know. Took a rape shower. Called his mom. Told her. Wait, he, wait, I don't wait. Know. You said that on text. What's a rape shower? It's when you curl up in the fetal position, fully clothed, and let the water just cascade down your body. If you <laughs> that was a familiar. Wait, are you the victim? In that this was case? that was a familiar. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to get into that one, but. It was very fast. Encroached though, huh? I mean, this the guy, guy likes this guy had zero respect for himself, and he started trying to like he brought his, th- his thesaurus out in an argument, and wearing, then called you on it, wearing his GoPro, and you told him that you have a computer inside your phone. Yeah, I said I have a phone right here. I'll just look it up, man. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Like you don't know what encroachment. I thought he was. Is. I thought he was penalizing me five yards encroachment. <laughs> Here's my problem with with pedestrians. Uh, a good friend of mine, Mac, fan of the show, growing up, and also in California, it's all over the place. It's rampant. Ubiquitous. <laughs> nice. We call them aggressive peds. It's like pedestrians that are willing to die to make their point, which is like bikers. Like they're so angry at cars, but they forget that it's a killing machine where they actually will like look you dead in the eye or challenge you like they're going to win somehow. It's like, dude, you know, you're going to lose that battle every time. Yeah. Talk to Dante Stallworth. Yeah. You know, wow. I would actually say talk to the person he hit, but you can't because they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> we what? do. We don't have Mike here to regulate us. Mike, you can call in any time. What did buddy. I say? Something wrong? No, I mean it's true. I mean, I mean yeah, it happens. I'm, People die, and I'm Dante Sawworth killed I'm a man. Spewing facts right now. That's why he can't play with Tom Brady anymore. Actually, he did that before. Then he played with Tom Brady. Then he was pretty good because Tom Brady's the best. Anyway, it, speaking of almost the best, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Twenty things you didn't know about Kobe. We have a list. Thanks to mostly intern. One of the things on the list, Jay. Can we give her a little, give her like two minutes of props for this folder she put together. Amazing I put facts. That, I put the folders together. Wait, you did this? Yes. No, you didn't. I went to Target I today. I still want to give her credit for it because it looks like something she did. Well, she she wrote the stuff on the left. Vanessa, great job out of you. Thanks, Vanessa, for doing what I did. You, you incepted it into his mind to do it, I'm sure. He didn't come up with this on his own. It is a very girly thing to do to have a folder. <laughs> <laughs> if no, it was, no if it was like a in sync folder or a Backstreet Boys folder. I should have it bedazzled after the show. Anyway, anyway, can we get to the things about Kobe? It's a two-hour show, Morgan. What's your rush? I don't know. <laughs> um, went, went to prom with Brandy. Not the alcohol. A girl who used to sing in the 90s. Indeed. I mean, Kobe's, so like, I mean, we all know Kobe's from uh, Philadelphia. He's from literally the second town, like two towns over from where I, I grew up. Played in the Central League where I played. Uh, Born in Italy, though. Yeah, like he's from Lower Marion, which is like, uh, uh, I mean, the the whitest, most safest place in the entire. Think of Pleasantville. That's where he, that's what Lower Marion is. Really? Yeah, you know. So I mean, it's beautiful. Like, so he played with homes. white guys when he was young. I don't. I mean, no. I mean, well, that was racist. What? The, why all the white guys got <laughs> only white guys can live in Pleasantville? <laughs> no, I just you said <laughs> the way you made it sound. I don't know. I don't. Hey, man. Anyway. Okay. Really nice area. Uh, but you look more uncomfortable than I do. I'm not. I'm talking about home. Okay. Uh, just giving a little backstory to Cobes, man. So people like they always say he's from Philadelphia. He's not. I'm not from Philadelphia. I mean, people. It's just like a, it's close by. Um, like a cul-de-sac area. He definitely grew up in a cul-de-sac. 100. percent You know what they have in cul-de-sacs? What's that? Asphalt. They do have a lot of asphalt. Um, but the brandy thing was like big news. I remember that when he uh, when he invited her. That was on like every channel. This is before. Like the internet really took off, so this was like big news, like helicopter news. Helicopters were flying over, news vans were everywhere. 
It's a big deal. I noticed that she was 17 when they went. That's why the mom came along. Really? Yeah. Cock blocking. Wow. Okay. Well, maybe. What else we got? We got we have Kobe created an album called Visions. Did you ever is he where does he rank on your rappers slash athletes? Honestly, I didn't even know that he had this until mostly intern sent it. You didn't know he was a rapper? No, I mean I know a lot of guys dabble, but I didn't didn't think Kobe if he did it, maybe he would have done it in Italian to mix it up. Shaq or Kobe? Better rapper. Oh, Shaq wins. I Shaq listen, is I, a good rapper actually. I listened to uh Kobe's song today and it was hard to get through. Just one song on YouTube. Visions. Look Visions. it up. I mean, it's he just he just sounds like Kobe. It it's certainly weird. wasn't called court vision because he just shoots the ball every time he touches it. That's very true. Very true. So um, what's another good Kobe fact? What else she got for me? I mean, I have a ton just like off the top of my head. Like as far as I went and saw the guy play like five or six times in high school, and you know the Central League is a very good league, but he was guarded by mostly guys that were like six four and not that athletic, and he just dominated. But he got the crap beat out of him every single game. Was he small? No, he was well he was he was wiry. He was still tall. He was taller than everybody else. He was really good, but nobody thought like when he went to go pro, he was the first guard to really turn pro. It was all big guys before that. Right. And he wasn't a great shooter. The 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 one highlight they always show from high school for him, the dunk when he goes coast to coast and dunks and does like uh, you know, the windmill? Omega sci fi thing. He does like a a pose afterwards. Yeah, the windmill. I was against Chester. And he was awful that game. He was probably, they say he scored, I guess he did, he scored like 36 points, something like that. But he was literally about 10 for 45 from the field. Couldn't make a shot. They hounded him. And they were lucky to win. That's a lot of shots. Yeah, I mean, he shot every time. They were lucky to win that game. They actually had a freshman on their team named Dan Pangrazio, little ginger, (laughs) redheaded ginger guy. Freshman nailed like five or six threes. The guy was was fantastic that game. but he was terrible, and nobody thought he could shoot, so everybody thought him going to the pros was an awful idea, me included. I thought he, I, I mean, I thought he'd be good eventually, and I thought he'd be okay because, you know, he was a good all-around player, but prove me wrong. Well, I'll say this. I mean, it's it's been 20 years. My favorite part of all this yeah, is unlike— years ago. Holy shit. Yeah. That's why we're <laughs> doing 20, 20 facts on Kobe. Um, the part that's cool— is that at least he announced it a little bit like Derek Jeter. Another guy who should announce it is Peyton Manning and do a farewell tour. You like how he announced it? I don't care. I, I just just admit you're done. You know, like I actually I don't like the way he did it with the poem. You know, I don't like LeBron's decision, but I like the fact that he like made a decision and went somewhere. It didn't feel contrived to you a little bit like he had this it in his always, back pocket. It always does with Kobe. Yeah, it's karaoke. He's doing Michael Jordan karaoke. I, I honestly think that he, you know, he probably had a really tough time with the criticism when he was shooting bad. And he just, you know, unlike Peyton, who won't give up, you know, Kobe's just like not as thick skinned and just probably is like, I just, I just want to retire. Like, I want to be, be remembered as great. Well, there's a big difference between him and Peyton. Peyton was actually winning football games, you know, and he's not done yet. Peyton is going to come back. We'll get to that, you know, the Osweiler stuff. But that's the thing. If Kobe was shooting 40% from the field, and the Lakers were actually like had an actual real basketball coach that implemented an actual basketball system that allowed them to win a few games with a couple of those young players playing a little bit better. This would not be happening. That's why it just feels like it's like I don't know because his team sucks. He's done. I'm just I'm but so don't you, don't you think Peyton would do that too? If if the Broncos no. were the Browns, he would retire. 
Not in the middle of the season. Football players yeah, don't would. do it now. Football well, players you... don't do that. It's yeah. totally, it's totally different. I don't know. Kobe's Actually, like Malcolm Floyd just did. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, whatever. Not a, not a fair comparison, but a football player did retire during the season. But the thing with Kobe is it's tough. I mean, being from Philadelphia, he everything about him is Philadelphia, like his attitude, his thick skin, but he's also incredibly sensitive. That's what uh, I'm saying. I, like I got, to he, me, he's sensitive. He's totally sensitive. That's an attribute Philadelphians have. That's who we are. All right, because you were saying even tonight the game, like people think Philly people are a certain way. Oh, that that I mean that's another thing that bothered me. You you turn on ESPN all day today, and all these pundits are talking. Oh, are the Philly fans gonna boo him when he gets there? Oh, they threw fucking snowballs at Santa Claus thirty years ago. You know, we were (laughs) the Philly fans were never (laughs) going to even mean because like Philly gets such a bad rap for like uh, this instance or that instance that happens everywhere at every professional sporting event in every city. And the thing about uh, Philadelphia is, well, there we go, headphones, a little. But uh, the thing about the the Philly fans is they respect the game and they know the game. They were never going to boo him. They were always going to cheer him. It's Tuesday night. It's probably 30 degrees at home and and snowing or raining. God, people aren't going to pay money, leave their house, sit in traffic just to go boo a guy. They sold that place out to, ce- to celebrate him. If Donovan McNabb was on a farewell tour, they wouldn't boo, boo McNabb? They already, they already retired his number, and they cheered for him. That was the most – if there was ever a time somebody was going to get booed, I would have bet a million dollars it was Donovan McNabb at his little retirement, whatever. When they played the Chiefs a couple of years ago, Reed was back in town, right. and they did the whole thing. I would have sworn it would have been like 60-40 cheers. Boos. How was it? It was most. It was pretty much all cheers. Really? Yeah, if he's getting cheered, come on, Kobe's an actual champion. Right. All right. I mean, Donovan McNabb, don't get me started on that one. It's a little odd, though. I mean, Kobe had a dad who played in the NBA. He grew up in Italy. Sounds privileged, with pedigree, had all the resources at his disposal. He only played what, middle school and high school in Philly. Yeah. So then, And then he what, drafted by Charlotte and then went to the Lakers. So, I mean, I, I get it. He's, he's connected. I guess, I guess it's probably the East Coast kind of growing up playing ball. He's not connected, though. I mean, he is connected because those are the most formative years of your life. Right. You know, third through eighth grade, we lived in Sacramento, California. I have no recollection of learning any sports there. However, I'm a huge Giants fan. I'm a 49ers fan. Like, I root for San Francisco sports. Because Because of that? Because of third through eighth grade are very formative years. That's when you kind of learn to like a team. You learn to like sports. Obviously, Joe Montana and Dwight Clark, like the, the 49ers were good. I was a big Will Clark fan for the Giants. So, so he know, was like 6 to 18, I think. It was like, that's yeah, that's, that's huge. I mean, and, that's and he, true. Learned that's the, true. he learned the game there. And his dad is an icon in Philadelphia. His dad played at LaSalle. His dad played for the Sixers. You know, everything about him is Philadelphia. So I think that's the kind of weird thing about Phil. I've, I've talked to a lot of buddies today. How he plays? Is that Philly style? How he plays is? Absolutely. He's got a huge chip on his shoulder always. Um but it's it's just it's hysterical. I mean, I probably talked to fifteen guys in the last couple of days about this, and you know, people came around on him in the last couple of years. But for the most part, like he's not a beloved guy, you know, because he distanced himself from Philadelphia when he left. You know, the Phillies played the Dodgers in the NLCS a few years. He was at the games wearing Dodger hats. You know, he what never a dick. He, he never he's such yeah, a dick. yeah he never it, but Dude, who's, you know who, who started it? <laughs> who started it? I don't know, man. 
Uh, I'd I mean, say if everyone's sensitive, I mean, you, you guess you'll never figure that out. Well, you could say we the Sixers started because they didn't take him in the draft. <laughs> they could have drafted him number one. Doctor Joe, man, Peyton, just Peyton is trash on the message boards. <laughs> oh just, man, just just his, going off. Peyton is trash. His Tennessee vol hate is real. Um, but you know, Kobe going to the Lakers, obviously going to something the antithesis of what Philadelphia is, winning titles, saying he wants to rip the heart out of the Sixers when he plays them in the finals. I don't blame him for that. Um, just the fact that he never, when he left, he didn't try and identify himself back with Philadelphia ever in interviews or anything. That's it funny. created a huge divide. That's funny though. I mean, I was, I think I heard a little snippet of Brett Favre saying, uh, can I have a drink of your drink? It's by just the way? regular iced tea. There's I don't nothing care. in it. I don't okay. Care. But I think Favre said when he was leaving Green Bay, he said, I wanted to play, play anybody. I want to play for anybody who was playing Green Bay. Yeah. That was that was his main goal, and it was that whole new show. I think it's called The Timeline. It's going to break down everything Brett Favre did. The well, same NFL Network. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, looking back on everything, it, it all makes more sense when you look back on it. But in the moment, when when guys say things like that, it's hard not to get worked up because that's what sports are. Sports are very emotional, you know, for the fan, for the player, for everybody involved. So when you hear a guy like Kobe say, "I want to rip your heart out." To you know the Philadelphia fans, that's not going to endear you to anybody. But that's not what he wanted. He didn't want to be endeared. <laughs> that was amazing. It, well, you asked for it. I know. Be careful. Careful what you fly. careful what you wish for. But yeah, I mean the Kobe thing is it, it's it's just a weird. That's the chip though, right? That's I hate, the chip on the shoulder. I hate the poem. The poem's dumb. The poem was dumb. Kobe, I think Kobe thinks he's like some eighth century Italian philosopher. He, he he's thinks not. He, he does. He thinks he's, he's not deep, but he thinks he is. Right. You know, that's just he, he's got this elevated opinion of himself. That's very you know, LA. That he thinks also. transcends like everything that's going on in the world. So like this whole Players Tribune thing, I thought I would like it when it first came out. I hate it. It's I hate little, it. It's a little contrived. I hate it. Well, Athletes play sports. Writers write. Let the writers write. Well, you know they Let have the ghost, players play. Sports. They have ghost writers. They're bas- They're basically being interviewed. Yeah, I want vi- I want to see video of these guys who are sitting down at the computer or with a number two <laughs> pencil and writing it themselves. No, you don't, because I watched Artest read and it's not fun to watch. You watch them read, or was he not <laughs> be re- reading to himself? Like you don't want to just watch someone think and then get writer's block and then quit and give up and then go to the bathroom and do weird showers. Anyway, point is, I agree with you on the 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 Tribune thing because it does seem it's like all right the the breakdown of you know, I don't even know. Derek Derek Jeter was one of the first ones to to write for it. It just feels fake. It's for I, the I, players I by the players. It's like Fubu. I just Derek Jeter is like a funny one to have something like this though. That's a guy that really didn't say anything for eighteen years playing baseball. He was just he was he was vanilla. He just had no personality. He just kind of you know who you know who Derek Jeter is. Mike's gonna hate or love this. Feel free to call Mike. You have the number. He just asked for the number. He's calling in. He asked for the number to the studio that. Okay. Yes. Wow. Did Mostly nobody, intern. Do you remember all the numbers that you had growing up? No, I know, but I mean, three two three. What was your What was the phone number at your first first I, house? I use it. I can't. It's a lot of passwords involved in that. Don't call my landline. You have passwords on your landline? What's no, going on? No, I used like landline original phone numbers as part of my passwords. Oh. I've already said too much. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> wow. Point is, Mike should call, sh- call the show because 
I actually think Derek Jeter, personality-wise, is a lot like Russell Wilson. They're both kind of boring. Yeah, they're both really, really good, but that's they're not, kind of, That's not a fucking compliment. No, I know, but I, yeah. I I can't stand watching his press conferences. And, you know, Derek Jeter, aside from his little gift bags after hooking up with girls, I mean, he's not that exciting. No. He's also just really good. He's incredibly know? thoughtful, though, with the gift bags. No, he is. Well, yeah. that's, that's more of a contract situation to make sure that, you know, he doesn't have situations like Kobe had back in 2003. Do you ever give? Denver. You ever used to give your ladies gifts, parting gifts, when they would leave your house? Dude, if I was that good, yeah. I mean, I mean, if I was that good, I would have. Like, if you gave them a sweatshirt or like your favorite T-shirt and they left with it, would you be pissed? No, because I probably just wanted to go give that to the goodwill anyway. I hate all my clothes, so please take my stuff. <laughs> it's like a house cooling party. So that was your real motivation to, to like get rid of your hoarding ways. No, literally in 2003, I threw a house cooling party. I had everyone come over. We threw a big party. Had a rapper. Said everyone take something on the way out. Half the people got the joke. House warming, house cooling. You get it. Got it. Good. Um, <laughs> what else we got here? He was buddies with Michael Jackson. It's weird. He probably uh, spent uh, the night there with the kids. Like I came into this like really wanting to celebrate Kobe, and then you read facts like that, and I'm just I'm right back where I was three four years ago. He's just the uh, I just I don't know. He's a weirdo, man. Yeah. <sighs> He said he told Jamie Foxx he would choke on on his fifth ring because he was a Mavs fan. Yeah, Kobe talks shit to everybody. That's what he did. But would would you say this? Would you say he is you're you're an NBA historian as well? Would you say he's one of the top ten greatest players in the history of the game? Of basketball? Uh the world of Warcraft. No, <laughs> fucking basketball. Well he plays soccer. Okay. He's not one of the top ten soccer players ever. So Although pass, I'm sure pass me your drink and I'll answer. There you Unfortunately, go. Unfortunately, yes. I mean, he's he's sitting shotgun with Jordan. He well, he's not sitting shotgun with Jordan. First off, he's that's, not buckled up. That's, he's that's not buckled blasphemy. up. That's a good thing. It's blasphemy. He's in the car. He could be in the car. Yeah, but he he's got like a chauffeur's hat on. He's driving people around. He's so he good. could be he could be Michael Jordan's Uber driver, or Lyft driver. Well, no, no tip. I don't know. I mean, can he? Can he drive? Can he be the Uber driver, like a Uber RX for Jordan? Kobe would never be an Uber X. Kobe would be, uh, Kobe would be like Uber... Deluxe? Uber Kittens. Remember when they did Uber Kittens? Did you ever see that one? Yeah, they still do it. They still do Uber Kittens? Yeah. It's disgraceful. They, br- they bring cats to you with Wranglers. We should send one of those to Dr. Joe Thompson. If you remember him on the show, he despises cats. You guys... Oh, no, yeah, you're the lover of cats. He hates I don't, cats. I like cat pictures. It's very different. And cat videos. Cat, yeah. Anything cats in 2D is cool with me animated gifts, all that. Look, Kobe's great. It's going to be fun watching him get celebrated. He deserves it. For I would be I'm shocked that he opened himself up to this cuz I wouldn't have thought that he would have liked all this attention. Uh, cuz if you remember cuz he wants to be Jordan. If you remember Jordan's uh, Hall of Fame speech. Do you remember did you ever see that? Yeah, I don't he was know aff- I don't know verbatim, but he was offended that he was going into the Hall of Fame cuz he was Jordan was. Why? Cuz he thought he was too young. And he literally I he, you could tell that he was like, I could still go out and get 20. Why are you honoring me like I'm dying? Well, it's like first ballot shit. Yeah, but I'm saying that's why the it's weird. It doesn't fit Kobe's personality to show up on these road games in Detroit and Minnesota and Utah and, and get honored with, you know, rocking chairs and, you know, uh, jet skis or whatever the fuck they're going to give him. In jet all these skis. Places. Yeah. <laughs> well, Miami, they're going to give him jet skis. I mean, it's going to be like weird shit in every place. All right, I'm going to fire through the rest of these. 
just to get through them because mostly intern did some work. So at 19, he was the youngest all-star. He practices by playing against his own shadow. That That's a weird one. You ever see Above the Rim? Yes. That's one of the worst <laughs> basketball movies. First off, Above the Rim is one of the greatest movies ever made. It's Ever. It, Rest in peace, not maybe so. Maybe now, maybe retroactively, but not at the time. Oh, dude, I, that's such a great movie. But when he when he's playing basketball by himself or by, without a ball. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just out there dribbling without a ball. Leon, Leon's fantastic. Great movie. Go watch that one. Everybody. I don't, is that is that real? He practices against his own shadow. I wonder what Leon's net worth is right now. Brian Warner's in the green room. Hopefully, you heard that. And he's looking that up. I want to know how much money yeah. Leon is in the bank. Because if he's broke, let's bring him in. He second daughter Gianna was born six minutes before Shaq's daughter Miera. I don't even know how to say that word. Shaq has a daughter named Miera. Instead of Sarah, it's Miera. Think about that. Sounds like a disease. It's called Me First Disease. Um, would have been a soccer player had he stayed in Italy. Okay, that's pretty basic. And there was one other one that was kind of interesting. Oh yeah, his Look, birthday is one day before mostly interns. A good one. Yeah. Well, I don't know what mostly What's interns' birthday. Give her some. Give her some props. No, no, it's good. Uh, first words to Michael Jordan were, "You know, I can kick your ass one on one." Wow, he's so specific with his shit talking. That's what I don't like about him. When you read this whole list, what what do you think of? I mean, he's just like he's annoying. An, he's an angry dick, man. Yeah, but he's annoying. Yeah, like he basically anybody who says one thing to him, he just goes off the deep end and, and starts talking shit. Like, he would be the most miserable teammate ever. Like, literally, I can think of a, a million people I'd rather play sports with than Kobe Bryant. Yeah, it would be tough. Yeah, he's... <laughs> Smush Parker does not have nice things to say about Kobe. I got one last thing about Kobe. This one's really, really simple. It's probably just posters. Uh, looks at pictures of basketball legends when he's injured to motivate himself. So he's looked at a lot of pictures lately. Yeah. What do you think? He, what do you think, Mike? Do you think Michael was up there? I'm sure he was. What I'm magic? Sure magic, of course. So, like, he totally ripped that from Rocky Four, by the way. Because that's what Stallone did when he was getting ready to fight Drago. He had a picture of Drago up in the mirror. No, those were that's his nemesis. Training. That's his nemesis well, but he for was killing mo- Creed. He was, he was looking at pictures to motivate himself, though. So Kobe is stealing something from another famous Philadelphian <laughs> and pawning it off as his own. Rocky's not real, Standard. man. Rocky's Whoa, dude, you're never ever coming to Delco with me. Don't ever say that out loud. Rocky's not real. Yeah. Okay, he's real. The, uh, yeah, I can't. I can't have your back if well, that I mean, happens. Stallone wrote that movie in a weekend, so he really wrote that movie. I'll give you that. Yeah. Would you quit hiding your drink? It's like right there. It's like right out of. I can't get to it. <laughs> now you're. You know. It's okay if your drink encroaches on me. Don't encroach on me, buddy. What else is going on? We got football so, stuff. So much going on. I mean, Kobe. Fine. Everyone talked about it. We did it kind of on purpose so people would share this show and we get viral traffic from the algorithms of Google. That's the only reason we really talked about Kobe tonight was for search results. Yeah, I mean, I get. I don't know. I was excited to talk about him because he's like literally the most confusing athlete for me to talk about because I, I, I do respect him greatly and admire everything he's accomplished. You used to hate him. He's a competitor. I used Back to hate him. Back on the him. old show. Then, old, old show. Then he turned into a crazy drunk uncle of Thanksgiving Kobe who says whatever the hell he wants to say at any time. And he became mildly entertaining. And, you know, he's he's not really a threat anymore, which makes him very likable. Well, we didn't get into the whole situation with him in Denver. I know that was a long, long time ago. 
but it was pretty crazy back in the day. Remember what year? Uh, what the rape? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Two ta- twelve years ago. Two thousand three. Wow. Yeah. So pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Well, it's pretty. You know. Pretty pretty interesting stuff. I read a little bit about it today, just to kind of. Uh, <laughs> you, is this like, is this like a cold case? Are you reopening it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's, there's, I don't know, I don't know what I'm allowed to say on air. You can say whatever you want. Okay. Well, one thing that you guys probably don't know is that she was wearing yellow underwear, and I don't know if that has anything to do with the Lakers or not. Um, <laughs> the other thing is that underwear. You know what? You know why he got off on this whole thing? The consensual <laughs> sex. I'm not even going to that one. <laughs> You're not. No, keep going. Well, Mike, I, can I, I say this? How do you get off? Go ahead. How do you get off? Yeah. I mean, what do you mean by get off? I See, I was trying to avoid that. You're like a f- freaking 12-year-old. <laughs> what? I'm a tween. How was he acquitted? He was acquitted. Because he's rich. No, well, I was part of it. That helped. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't get his big contract, though, until the next year. Um, he was acquitted because there were was DNA of multiple men in said underwear. So, therefore, anyway... Read read between C- the lines. Come to your own conclusions on that one. Yeah, and the other thing was that the the hotel they were in apparently was sold later, and they auctioned it off at a little higher of a price because of what happened in room thirty five. That's disgusting. I know. Yeah, that somebody would pay. I mean, that's come on. This the but whole that's not validated. But so. like he, I'm curious to see what this guy does when basketball ends. He literally could this go. Guy. See, look what you did. You're so fairly like this guy. Yeah, I mean, this <laughs> guy, he could turn into Tyson. He might, like 15 years from now, he might be Face just some tattoos. weird recluse that lives on an airplane and just flies around. And this, like you hear shit about Kobe and you're like, it just doesn't phase you. He needs something to do, man. Oh, it, it, that's, I don't know. He doesn't play golf. Wait a minute. He what about this? Do you think he'll come back? What if he retires? No. Gets no. healthy for one full year, no. hates life, no. comes back when he's like, what, 38, 39? No. Why would he do that? What, what would suggest to you that he would do something like that in his, in his that DNA, a lot his of, makeup? Because he's so competitive, like Brett Favre, these guys can't let it go. So in the moment, he's like, you know what? And then all of a sudden, he has like a good off year. Says, you know what? Same thing as Jordan. You just, you just mentioned Jordan during his retirement speech. Or his Hall of Fame speech. Why Kobe only wants to win championships. Right, so he, he goes it, plays for oh, another oh, team. No, no, no. I'm going to finish the thought. Kay. If he's the reason they're winning the championship, he if he's the number one guy, if he's the alpha guy, if he's the, if he's the leading scorer, he is the main focal point of everything. Nothing about Kobe says, I'm a third wheel. Coming back to just like play spot minutes and be Paul Pierce. That is not even close to what Kobe Paul is. Pierce. Yeah, he is not Paul Pierce. I'm just putting it out there. I want to put it on tape that I think that he could retire at the end of this year, does his farewell thing, come back and play for another team. It's happened a lot. Zero percent chance. Zero percent? Mm-hmm. Wow. Below zero. I mean, he could just play on a team that's really good. We have we have a caller. You know, we're not scuba diving, Garrett. Hello, this is Mostly Sports. Who's on? Hey, this is Mike from New York. <laughs> <laughs> Mike from New York. Thanks for calling Mostly Sports. What's on your mind? I just want to tell you, your guys' hair game looks fantastic tonight. Oh, yeah? Thanks, yeah, you buddy. Yeah, looking good. What's going on, Mike Scavati? You're back in New York visiting your uh, your nephew. Who was yeah, bo- your nephew, six who, days old. Who was born on the show last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought the name of this child would be an amalgamation of all of our names. <laughs> you couldn't make that happen? Like a J. Moore Mike or something? J. Moore Mike. I mean, that's kind of J. Dutch. That's I mean, I, I could J. Moore Mike. 
Jaymore Mike Vandersloot. <laughs> That's what it should be. <laughs> how's it going, man? You got in today. How's the uh, how's it, how's it good to be back in uh, the East Coast? Cold, warm. What's it's going on? Good. It's cold, very rainy. Uh, it's supposed to stop raining tomorrow. I kind of forget what it feels like. Not prepared for it at all. But what are you going to do? Uh, already miss L.A. Wow. So, L.A. misses yeah. you, man. So what's yeah, on the? Yeah, uh, what's, doing? We're good. What's on the docket while you're out there? How long are you there for? We don't even know how long you're gone for. Uh, I get back Saturday night. Just a lot of a lot of baby stuff. Heading into the city tomorrow. See some buddies. Uh, hopefully, try and catch a Knicks game while I'm here. I don't even know if they're around. Now, but, uh, now that you're a Knicks yeah, fan that's again. Pretty much it. No, just while I'm here, pretty much. Melo Melo's a little sick, but he's finally going to play tonight. That's great. Good for him. Well, have you heard uh, anything uh, we've talked about? Have you been listening? A little bit. Um, I'm not a, again, he, he drives me crazy. So I haven't heard anything he said in the last couple hours or even coming into the pregame. Who's that? Tonight. Kobe? Are you talking Mello or Kobe? We're talking about Kobe. Why would we talk about Mello? We're talking oh. about Kobe. Mello's got the sniffles. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Mello's got the sniffles and a guy who's won six titles is retiring. Five. Five titles is that's retiring. All, that's what I'm talking about because I said I might go see a Knicks game. Mello's playing tonight. Yeah, of course. Kobe, I mean, let your Sixers get, get a W tonight. That's fantastic. Big win. Big win, buddy. That'd be huge. Is that a turnaround for you, for Philly? Uh, no, I, I need the Lakers to be better because if the Lakers, if we get the, if the Lakers finish fourth or worse, the Sixers get their first pick. So I'm sort of rooting for the Lakers to be better, so that the Sixers can oh, wow. suck and we can get the first pick and the fourth pick, and then we get Ben Simmons and Jamal Murray, and we're set up for the next 10, 15 years. You should be, but you guys also said that two years ago. It's true. Ping pong balls, man. Ping pong yeah. balls. What uh, What are your thoughts on Kobe, man? Just like his career. I mean, you you've watched him from afar. You've seen him. You know, you were in New York. He'd come to the Garden, and you've lived out here. You've gotten both sides of it. What do you think? I think it is an icon retiring. I think that uh, not that it was convenient two days before he goes to Philly, where he grew up and played. I think um, I think he wanted to give this year another shot. Realized I am definitely not. I'm not doing this anymore. Like he said, I'm the Players' Tribune. Uh, his body can't do it anymore. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I know his, his ability is, you know, not the same. We have talked about that. He's not blowing by guys. He can't blow by guys. It's almost like he doesn't have it in his legs. When he took that three at the end of the game the other night, uh, he almost totally missed the backboard. You know, I know he was probably another six, seven, eight feet past the three-point line. But it's time, you know. He's an icon, the only player to play 20-plus seasons with the same team. Uh, it's kind of sad, but it's also exciting enough being in L.A. because of the changing of the gears. they got a lot of exciting young players. Now we finally get to see what they can do. What do you think about the way that he did it? What do you think about the poem? What do you think about the Players' Tribune? Just overall thoughts. I, I mean, I love the Players' Tribune because that's Jeter and, you see? know. Standard. Told you. Told you. No, just keep going. We we just ripped the Players Tribune for like ten minutes, but we'll, we'll give you the con. Oh, I said, I said, why'd you guys why'd you guys rip it? I think it's fantastic. It's a good outlet. It's it's, it's, it's a good outlet, outlet for what to, to, to read a bunch of guys who never went to college write articles. Give me a break. Like let the people Are you that reading them or no? No, because like I want to hear. I want to watch athletes play sports, not read their uh, you know their their little soliloquies they're writing. Like play sports. Like write something later. I don't need a poem. All right, but, if, but if, if you, if you know, if, I don't know what an iconic sports memory from your childhood maybe would take, you know, Mike Tyson fighting Holyfield's ear off. If he decided to write a little two-page blurb on that about what that was like for him, would you read it? 
It would be more fun to watch him write it than read it. <laughs> it's point, not man. fun to watch I, people I write. I, I don't cool. want to. I don't want to read anything Mike Tyson is writing because I know that it will have been touched <laughs> by thirty hands after the, he got done writing it in crayon. That might not have been the best example. I'm trying to think. Yeah, of like it a was good a terrible example. Story for you. How about if, if DeSantis, who got pelted with snowballs in you know 1987 or what it was, at the vet decided to write an article? Would you read that to see what that guy had to Why say? Why is Santa getting pelted by all these snowballs? Uh, well, no, I wouldn't read that because that's that's ridiculous too. <laughs> that's a he said she said thing. There was no there weren't enough there wasn't enough video proof to show that happened. Uh, well, the point is is I, is I enjoy it. it. It gives them kind of an outlet that's a little more official than Twitter. Nobody has to back any information up with facts or anything anymore. So I enjoy them having an outlet to, to, to write something somewhat meaningful and not to throw up a blog on, you know, with a link on Twitter. Yeah, but you don't think those guys are writing pieces to that? Like, everybody's trying to skew the general public, whether it's the, the beat writers or the, you know, the guys writing for Sports Illustrated or whatever. The players are writing to change the perception themselves. So I, I'm not going to take just because they're writing it as, like, the gospel and that it's fact. Right. Okay. So how does that how does that relate to the Kobe thing? I, I think it's contrived. I think Kobe did it. You know, he had that in his back pocket. He realized he was playing terrible. Brought it out right before he went back to Philly because he knew he would get a lot of sentiment. And this was like his escape hatch. And God bless him. But like, admit that's what it was. The, the escape hatch. I, I agree. I mean, that's what I said before. It was, he was going to keep the season a little go. He realized he was playing like shit. And then this is his out. But. I mean, the Players' Tribune is just kind of like a middleman to express that. That could have been in a post-game presser. You know, it was just his way of getting the information out to us. It could have been on a. It could have been L.A. Times website. You know, I yeah. like I like the Players' Tribune. I think it's why cool. I, I go poke around on it every once in a while. Uh, I agree. Some of these guys you don't want to read their stuff, but they're they're not the ones writing it. If Floyd Mayweather is putting an article up. Guarantee Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather is not writing 100 percent of that article. You got to get away from you the know? boxing, man. You keep coming up with like the worst people that be writing articles. <laughs> guys that are punch drunk. That, I'm just trying to think of the worst people to be putting articles up there. I think Mayweather and Tyson are pretty good. You know. Well, uh, let's play a little um, game, Mikey. While, you have you, while we have you on the phone, we're going to start this new segment. Mostly glad, mostly sad, or mostly mad. So, okay. Brock Osweiler winning yes. versus the Patriots in overtime. Does it make you mostly glad, mostly mad, or mostly sad? Uh, mostly glad. Mostly. I like uh, I like a backup, especially whether it's Peyton Manning's or whatever. Coming in and proving everybody wrong. Even though Manning's having such a terrible season, this guy put up you know a higher pass percentage in the last two weeks than anybody has all season, over 70%, whether they're short little bubble screens or not. It was great. It happened to be against the Patriots. I love anything that, you know, bad happens to Boston sports teams. <laughs> I am very biased in this, but uh, I, I like it. I saw him playing college, I think, twice. Uh, I like it. I like it. Bringing the new out with Peyton. But at the same time, the debate about whether or not he stays on yet, we don't even need to have that debate. Right now you're playing with house money with your backup. Deal with Peyton coming back when Peyton's ready to come back. See what happens. All right, mostly mad, mostly glad, or mostly sad. Clay Helton being named the permanent coach of your USC Trojans. That's a great question. Um, At first, I was mostly mad, and now I am mostly glad. Really? I thought SC was going to screw something up and go after the big names because that's the ego and the apparent pedigree, if you want to talk pedigree, that USC thinks they – 
that they put forth, and I thought they were going to go after a Les Miles, a Chip Kelly, something like that, to uh, just because they can. Hold on, I'm sneaking out. Uh, but taking somebody who's been in the system for a little while, um, I know a lot of the players backed him up. It happened to be all the players that are. Well, they had that video today with, where Pat Hayden came in and announced it to the team, and the team went apeshit. He went right? yeah. I feel like they all knew. All the players who got behind him were all players who were actually going to the pros next year. We're going to Canada. Um, some of <laughs> them under Canada? very. <laughs> just in general, just to visit. Are they are they uh, draft dodgers? <laughs> Why are they going to Canada? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because uh, you know some of the people. I don't want to say draft you know certain dodgers. quarterback. I don't know if they're NFL ready. They might have to go up to Canada for a few years. I'm just curious about the scouting. That that's what makes me a little. Skeptical. I know that's not one of the questions. You bring in someone like Les Miles, you get that whole southeastern region covered. I don't know about Clay Helton. This feels like a thing, but I'm mostly glad. This feels like a do-over for USC because they didn't hire Ed Ogeron. Is that how you pronounce his name? Ed Ogeron. Yeah. uh, When he did a fantastic job of uh, filling in as interim coach, and all the players wanted him, and they wanted to go out and get a bigger name, and that failed. So it feels like they actually learned something from uh, their prior choices and as far as hiring goes. Exactly. This was Jim Moore's fourth game against USC in four years, and it's been his fourth head coach he's gone up against. So some stability in that program isn't going to hurt anybody. What about you, Jay? Yeah. What about uh, going back to the Brock Osweiler question? Mostly sad, mad, or glad? Where's mostly indifferent? Is that is that an option? And, and like I show, mostly don't. The- I mostly care. I, I'm mostly glad. I'm mostly glad because it proves my theory even further about like be a good looking dude, have a cool name. <laughs> Just be a good looking dude. Be a good looking dude, have a cool name, and you have a way better chance of being a good NFL quarterback. Oh, I know what we were talking about though. And the fact Brock Osweiler is very cool. And then like his interview after the game was fantastic. All the right answers. A, a nice commanding presence about him. That's what a quarterback is supposed to be. He's an inch taller than you. He's a he's a tall guy. So we said, you know, I think Russell Russell's right on the cusp of being almost too short for a quarterback. Is he almost too top tall like a Dan McGuire? I mean, you're six seven. Take that one, Mike. <laughs> what do you think, Mike? Almost too tall? Uh, I mean, <laughs> again, the indifferent thing should be part of that question. I feel like a lot of us would pull that safety valve quite a bit. I don't think so. If he's playing like this, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, we saw what happened to Gronk. People are going low on him. Somebody, you know, chop blocks him or hits him down at the knees. His career might be over. But wow. uh, <laughs> now it's great. I don't know how these, I don't know how little Russell Wilson and Drew Brees, how they see over these six foot seven guys on the line. I, I don't see how they possibly do that. So I don't think he's too tall just yet. What do you think? Well, uh, what do I think? I mean, I think the guy's, he's the perfect type. The guy's a, again, he's a statue back there. He's actually, you know, he's, he sees over the line. He can actually move a little bit. He's got a great arm and he says a cool presence about him. You know, you can tell you watch a guy, the eye test, like a feel you're watching him play quarterback. Mm-hmm. The moment's not too big for him. He feels, he looked right. very comfortable in the moment on, on, you know, even when they were down three touchdowns, didn't panic, stuck with the game plan. You know, ran the ball a lot. C.J. Anderson played really well for the first time in a while. He looked good. And then, you know, he made great throws, and the referees helped him out immensely, you know, which nobody's talking about. Immensely. People are talking about it. Yeah, the Patriots get two calls, and and all of a sudden, like, you know, the fix is in. The fucking Broncos got, like, six calls in the second half. I mean, that game should have been over. We're not even talking about Brock Osweiler. Right, and that's the thing I feel like a lot of of times when we talk about these referee calls, a lot of the, the end 
sentences, uh, you know what, they probably balance themselves out. This game, it absolutely didn't balance themselves out. No. I've never seen a clock go from 40 to 10 so quickly. Uh, and, you know, the two PI calls and the one holding call. Happens to every team. I, every team, though. Happens to every team. Everyone needs yeah. to calm down. I agree. I, I mean, I didn't think it was team, anything this, crazy. This, this is the first I mean, like, fucking head of officials, Mike I mean, Perry, say, I, I don't know what's going on right now. I, I, I have no answer for that. He could normally back these officials up pretty well. He's finally like, all right, I, I, I got nothing to do, I mean, guys. I'm sorry. I mean, the, the Bills fans, stuff happens to them, and they're drowned out by Niagara Falls. Like, no one gives a shit what they have to say. Well, these poor guys are, are fucking gun-shy at this point. They are literally under the microscope more than ever before, more than any other sport. Every call they make is scrutinized. You know, it's not, with the NBA, you make a bad call, you go ref another game the next night, people forget about it. You have a whole week with yeah. football. You make right. a couple bad calls, it's on Twitter, it's on ESPN, you got everybody talking about it. I'm starting to feel bad for these uh, referees at this point. You know how they have the green mile? There might be a yellow mile eventually. Yellow mile? Like Why a, is like that? Like a death row for the refs. They have to walk a yellow mile on, on Tuesdays. The penalty flags? Do they have to wear the same yellow underwear that Kobe's rape victim wore? It was consensual. <laughs> oh, there we go. Alleged, you, alleged. Not sure if you caught that part, Mike, but yeah, that was. You can watch that on no, the replay. No, I didn't hear the alleged. Yeah, alleged, uh, alleged consensual sex in 2003 in Denver at a weird hotel. Mor- Morgan nice. thought he was Matlock for a second. Reopen the case. Come on, man. <laughs> trying to trying Matlock. To solve it. You're just you're dating yourself. No one knows Bro. what Matlock is. <laughs> Nothing to hide, man. 42 year old man. Love Matt Locke. I love Murder. I love I love Murder. She wrote. Did you watch Perry? Mason? I know that the Golden Girls betted two hundred and seventy-three men over the entire run of that show. We never I, got I into sex versus blowjobs. Talking about the Golden Girls. Bro, I love it. I, I, Remember that? Bro. Sex versus BJ's. The Golden Girls. That was a conversation. Well, it was just like it wasn't like they just did sex. Let's assume they did other things. I mean, Mike has fantasies about Lucille, Lucille Ball, so he knows exactly where I'm coming from. Oh, here. man, here we go. <laughs> you know? I mean, hey, brother, you like Who do you, you think? Who do you, you think? Murder, She Wrote or Lucille Ball? You, uh, Angela Lansbury? Lansbury? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Angela Lansbury. Oh, come on. Better com- really better cause cause right now. Dude, Helen better, Mirren. <laughs> way better pillow talk afterwards. Way better. If any of my mother's neighbors hear me right now, they're going to think I'm insane. Dude, the show is on demand. The show's on demand. So I'm going to cut it right there, though. Well, Mike, thank you for uh, calling in, man. Have a great trip. Eat some really good food and report back me. about it. You guys are looking very solid. Um, keep it up and have a good interview coming on. I'm excited best, to hear this. Best to the family, and congrats on being an uncle, man. Hey, hey Mike, real quick, before you go, did you go 0 for 3 yeah. on your tweet for Mostly Sports? Yes. Yes, I did. Thank you for uh, for calling me out. I went a bad 0 for 3. What did like I not s- even a close one. It was just a terrible overthrow. Well, at least you didn't delete it and then have yeah, Jason Knowlton go don't, crazy. Don't delete that shit. And I, <laughs> what did I write you back? I said, no, I'm on the Seahawks one. And I said, Jeremy Lane is back. And who picked off that fourth down play? Jeremy Lane. Yeah, and I had you know a couple other people tell me about this Lane guy. And I said, Antonio Brown doesn't give a shit who's on him. Five but catches, 50 yards. Sherman, Sherman shut him down. Dude, Mike, enjoy your time away because when you get back, if the Seahawks win another game, this guy's going to be, like, intolerable. We're going to have to I hear about the fucking Seahawks the every week. They're on the same path, 10-6. and six. Oh, I told you so. I know. So, so enjoy you your time back there. Gonna have to, what we're going to have to deal with if they actually go 10-6. and six? <sighs> Well, you owe me money for Tim <laughs> Tebow. You know, Jay did win a bet versus me uh, versus the Arizona game, so I owe him 20 bucks. But I'm still up 20 if I get your money. It's a lot of math you're doing right there, Pythagoras.
Yeah, that's complicated. <laughs> All right, Mikey. So, thank you for having me. Take care. Uh, have a great show. All right, Mikey. I'll talk to you a little bit. Good stuff as All usual. Right. Later, brother. Right, that, was, that was good. It's good to have Mikey call in. Yeah. What if he's drinking any scotch or whiskey? No, he learned his lesson with his scotch drinking. His Oban. Oh, yeah. Oban. Oban feels like that oh, thing yeah, they do he... when they staple your stomach. I got an Oban. The people that like lose a lot of weight. Gastric bypass? Yeah, it's called an Oban. Why do they call it an Oban? I don't know. It's just what it sounds like. Is it like a cute name for gastric bypass? <laughs> it is a cute name. You know, the uh, the death rate for gastric bypass is pretty high. Is it really? On the table. What is it? It's like 8%. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say like 25%. No, 8% is pretty high. For uh, a, a surgery, surgery that, that you don't really need. Right. If you start eating less forever, you don't need it. Yeah, but 8% chance you're going to die. I had someone tell me that before they got it, and I was like, you know, you work for me. It's weird you're telling me that. Good luck. What am I supposed to say? Good <laughs> luck. Good luck. Well, I mean, I hope you're the ninety-two percent. You don't really need a lot of <laughs> luck if it's only eight percent. Still, you're it's one out of ten. One out of ten. Think about that. It's well, a little less than what? Yeah, but one out of ten is not like if you go to the casino and you have a ninety ninety-two percent chance of winning. The casino is going broke. So I mean, you don't really <laughs> you compare dying to going to a casino. Dude, the, the two have a lot in common. Have another drink. Here you <laughs> go. We uh we have a we have a great guest coming. So on. so much for our break at nine thirty-five. Yeah, no, no kidding, right? I don't know if I'm going to do we, my, we my have hermit. Great 90s rap queued up for Jeff Rupert, fan right. of the show, who uh, wanted to hear cool 90s rap music on our breaks. Now I'm curious. About what? What song it is. Well, let's find out. Let's take a little break. All righty. Just the leader. 
Peter. Bass in the space means peace. See you later. Later, 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 alligator. Pop blows a weasel and the earth's an inflator. So yo, the D, what the O? Incorporated INC into a flow. Fuck, flip, black, black, first fist, foul, fight, 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 laugh. Yo, how'd that sound? Ooh. It's a leader quest mission and we got the goods here. Yeah. Never on the left because my right's my good ear. Yeah. I could give a damn about an ill subliminal. Stay away from crown so I ain't no criminal. criminal. I love my young nation. Sensation, no time for hibernation, only elation. Don't ever try to test. Don't want a little kid, no Mr. Buster Rhymes. Tell him what I, I did. heard you rushed and brushed and attacked. Then they rebuked, then you had to smack. Causing rambunction throughout the sphere. Raise the levels of the boom inside the air. You know I did it, so don't violate or you'll get violated. The hip hop sound is well agitated. We'll never waste no time on a played out ego. So here's Buster Rhymes with the scenario. Watch as I combine. All right, welcome back to Mostly Sports. This is the part of the show where we talk about uh, fantasy basketball. Yeah. Which makes me super horny. I love this part of the show. <laughs> God. Um, this Gross. is the time of year where, like, you've noticed it too, because, like, we played ball last night and shot around. Like, I am just glued to my phone. It's sad. It's sad. Like, I hate I'm checking stats nonstop, everything, all the time. It, it just ruins my life, um, but in a, in a good way. Uh, so you are now playing in you. you. Well, that's because that song was just on on our break, so I felt like Busta Rhymes right there. Uh, you're playing in our tournament now called the Hederman that I run on DraftKings. Yep. Yep. You're about a week deep, and you've learned a lot in a week. You you've had some. You know, you're like gastric bypass. You're the one. You're one of the people that dies. All right. You're you're you're, you're last every night. Yeah. Your luck hasn't been great. It's not right? luck, man. It is absolute lack of skill. Like I I don't have the NBA league pass. I haven't. I watch way too much NFL football and analysis. Like I need to watch. If there's one thing with any fantasy sports or gambling, same thing with stocks. We said it before. Yeah. You have to do the eyeball test. Like you have to know shit. Like you, like I need to watch a lot of basketball, like tons and tons of NBA basketball. Single guys out, put it on rewind, watch every single team, which I'm going to do. I just right now I'm literally looking at players' names and based on name recognition and like how much they cost and stats and numbers. That means zero to me. I've never done fantasy football that way. Like when I picked up Brian Westbrook well before he was good, it was because I watched him run and I was like, he's a good running back. And that's how you swipe a guy in, in football. Maybe you should be doing, like, uh, like horse racing fantasy. If you watch how people run and you know how good they're going to be. Well, it's like an eyeball test, man. You can tell if someone's good at basketball. And, like, I haven't watched enough basketball. I mean, there's other little nuances of this fantasy stuff and DraftKings and you and Austin and everybody and Joe winning this shit. And, you know, I played the Shane Falco role the other night. Like, the back-to-back -back thing where how the minutes are all managed, like Popovich. You're, see, I can already tell you this. You're thinking about it way too much. Why well, I hate losing. I, I know, but like you're thinking I'm about like, just just like find God, look at their game log, find out who's playing well and playing a lot of minutes, and just play them. Don't don't think about all the rest of that crap too much. It's like split second. Just it's a pick. lot, dude. I'm taking a lot in, man. I feel like I'm cramming for a test every well, the, night. Well, the Hederman is fun. We're up to 25 people now. A tournament that started with six last year. Up to 25 people every single night. Just a bunch of kids. You called it a digital fret. <laughs> which I thought was a great name. It's a digital frat. On, uh, man. You know, we're on the Group Me app now, so I hit the Group Me app every morning. Now I have like four or five guys on the East Coast saying "in" before I even say who's in, just to get in, because we always play the first twenty that respond are in. So people, this two dollar tournament, people have just fallen in love with it, and 
They're keeping cheap, track man. of their wins. Austin is like five wins this year. Bam has like four wins. Um, Joe, Dr. Joe, has a win or a couple wins. He won last night. Have you won? Uh, I think I have two. <laughs> no, Sorry. One? I might drink. have one. I think I only have one. You have one win? I'm having a rough year. I'm having a insanely rough fantasy. So if, if Just, m- it's continuing from my football fantasy into basketball. It's trickling in. It's like fucking cancer. It's awful. If if Mike Martin in, in an NFL fantasy is when you just overthink everything, who's the coach that you would use as an example in NBA? In the NBA? I am uh, – who is like the fantasy – like Jason Kidd right now is a, is a, a coach that just destroys you fantasy. He play, You never know who he's going to play. You never know who his rotation is going to be. It feels like he's making it up on the fly. There's no okay. consistency. So I'm basically Jason Kidd at this point. Like, I don't know who I'm going to play day-to-day. Last year, I knew who I was playing. Locked in. This guy, this guy, this guy. Was he also like a Belichick where, like, you don't know which running back? Or Jason Kidd, you don't know which player? Yeah, but he doesn't have Tom Brady or he doesn't have, like, Michael Jordan. Right. You know, he's just he's he's got a, a big pot of gumbo, and he's trying to pull ingredients <laughs> out and then add ingredients, trying to figure out what's good and what's not good. So... You know, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm just, I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm having but, a rough year. But I mean, I'm last. But it's early every night. Yeah, but if you're not, who cares if you're last? I'm, I'm in the middle of the pack, and so I lose the same amount of money you do, dude. I, but I could be handing two dollars every morning to a homeless person. Wow. And doing more for society. And, and what are they going to do with that two bucks, Morgan? Seriously. Probably. Take a guess. Are they, they going to end up on Brian Warner's celebrity net worth? With the, <laughs> no. Not unless you give them $2 a day for a 1,000 years, and then they're still not ending up there. Dude, that's such a good segue right there. It was. Well, he's coming on soon. I'm excited. We should just have him come on right now. Or come out, come on five minutes. In five minutes, without even cutting the show. Five-minute countdown. Five-minute countdown. 8.05 p.m. Pacific time. And by the way, nice email back from Kevin Booth. Got to give Kevin- Last week's guest. Fantastic. I mean, what a great guy. I mean, our guests have been amazing. Yeah, he's still holding out on me, though. I want to know more about the quill and dagger. Stop trying to FaceTime our guests. Why? I'm personal. It's who, all about the personal touch. Who who uh who in our in the headerman don't I know? I know I'm I'm twenty fourth tonight out of twenty five, by the way. See, I'm gonna lose again. I'm gonna be it's one thing to lose, but well, to I'm twenty first out of twenty five. So you what? might beat me. No. No. Well we it's an eclectic group of people, like actors and, and you know, radio show hosts. <laughs> <laughs> And so we're you know, eclectic, and just you know, bartenders, and you know, it's a, it's a weird mix of people. And then you have Austin, who literally on the group me chat every. He's in Miami right now, so he was at the Miami Heat game. I mean, th- this guy just pimping himself out at all times, like master, like self uh, promoter, Judas like, Draven. Yeah, off the charts, like fantastic. He he somehow finagled his way into courtside seats for the Heat and the Raptors coming up in three weeks. So he's flying back to Miami for some, like, big brother cruise. Then he'll be sitting courtside. You know what's nice, though, about Austin? And I say this from the heart. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you see people that are having a lavish lifestyle. This is perfect for celebrity net worth. And everything's going their way. They're on the beach. They're courtside. And you, and there's that kind of, like, shitty part of you that's like, I don't like them. But with Austin, I'm like, I'm, oh, I'm happy for him. When I see that shit, I'm like, it makes me smile. You're rooting for him. Yeah, like there's certain people that you when you when good things happen, you like it. Like you literally like it. Like you, it's not a, it's not one of those fake likes on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. But there's uh, you know. Well, you guys have a connection, man. You guys talked about like working out and snuggling each other and there was a <laughs> hashtag sex with Morgan with Austin or something that I saw no, on no, Twitter. No, 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 don't. Those don't. are real things, Morgan. It's out there. You can't you can't go you can't shy away from it. It happened. Villain. Dr. Joe, man. 
So if anybody out there has any questions for our guests coming up, uh, number's 323-843-2826. Please call in with any questions. Uh, I had a lot of chats with people today about, about our guests, about Brian coming in. They're very curious about like a lot of people's money. Oh, yeah. Like Delonte West. I got a lot That's of people were like, I wonder if he knows how much money Delonte West has. Hey, mostly intern. Can you bring him out? Get him geared up? Let's just do it right now. The best part is like people think Brian has like access to everybody's Wells Fargo checking account around the world. Like they oh. want to, they want to know how much money, you know, just random people have. Well, you know, a little math behind the calculator is why we're doing this. You know, we, the the stories too. There's a lot more story behind some of their articles now. Like, I think initially a couple of years ago it was more about like who makes what, and now I think it's a little more story driven. There he is, right there. there. He is. What's up, Brian? Brian Warner, welcome. Good. Uh, Vanessa, can you help him out here with the headphones, mic? Get him. Uh, he's all. a grown adult. I think he can figure out some okay. headphones. No? <laughs> you know, I just, you know, what am I going to do? Well, is there a left and a right? See, there you oh, go. No, no, now they're getting technical. I got it. Yeah. All there right. he is right there. We got Brian Warner from Celebrity Net Worth. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing really well, man. We've been covering a lot of Kobe stuff. Yeah. I know you put an article up, but, um, you know, I'd love for you just to give our fans a little bit of background, um, you know, who you are, how you came up with this this concept, Celebrity Net Worth. I know me and you, we worked together back in the day at Break.com. You know, it feels like a century ago. Yeah. Um, but a little bit of background would be great, and we'll start to dig into it. Yeah, so I um, I created Celebrity Net Worth back in uh, 2008, and... Um, at the time, I was still working at Break, and it was like this little side project that I would do. You know, it was getting like two visits a day for the first, you know, two years. Okay. And then um, eventually, it grew and grew and grew. And then I would go home every night and write an article about Adam Sandler or whoever was famous at the time. And then over time, it went from like you know this tiny little side project that I would work on in my free time to something that I was like, oh my god, this is like pretty big deal. So I was like getting quoted in the news and Daniel Tosh like wrote about it and or did Daniel Tosh did like a, a five, 10 minute segment on the show back on like the third episode of his show. So it like blew up the site. What, uh, what year was that? What was the tipping point? 2010, 2010, it like exploded and, uh, it's been kind of a good ride since then. And then I left uh break at, in 2012, I think I forget yeah. it's a couple of years ago. Yeah. What was uh what was the kind of the genesis of this site? I mean, what, was it something that you wanted to see and it just didn't exist, or just yeah, a good idea you had in the that. shower? It I was mean, no, no, it was exactly what you just said. I mean, I remember sitting around one day thinking I was like watching an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm and putting together like Larry David's created Seinfeld, and then he's doing Curb Your Enthusiasm. This guy's got to be worth a ton of money, and there just wasn't anything about that on the internet that was like a high quality result. It was like a lot of garbage IMDb user forum pages, and so I was like, this is a site that could exist, and slowly but surely, it, it like kind of came to fruition. This is a one-man show when no, you no, started? No, no, no. I mean, oh, yeah, when I started it, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one one person with a $50 crappy WordPress blog. and. I mean, do you, what's your background as far as, I mean, you went to business school, Georgetown, mm -hmm. so do they teach a class on tracking down people's financials? How no, do you no. No, I, I mean, I studied marketing at Georgetown, and it was, like, very basic stuff and finance. and Hoya Saxa, buddy. Yeah, yeah. We go. were terrible at basketball. So my sister was at Georgetown um, when Iverson was there. Okay. So before I got to Georgetown, she was like, you're not going to go to class in March. You're not going to – no one's going to talk about anything except basketball. And then the four years I was there, we declined the NIT my first year. We didn't make the NIT my second year, I think, if that's even possible. 
Uh, in the third year, we finally accepted the NIT and we won the consolation round. And then, <laughs> I, and then like the fourth year, I don't remember watching. Like we had traded coaches. We went from this terrible coach to uh, John, Thompson, John Thompson, who we have now, who's pretty awesome. My dad played there. Oh, he did. Yeah, played basketball, That's awesome. football, and baseball. And then That's went awesome. to law school, at Georgetown. We eat at Clyde's every Thanksgiving. Of course. That's right, really right cool. There. Yeah. Cool. Go to the tombs every time I'm in town. Absolutely. Great well, school. What are the tombs? Tombs it's a, bar. Are, it's a great bar. It's, the, yeah. it's a huh. cool little bar. Yeah. It's a good bar. It's like the campus bar. We don't have an on campus bar, so that's essentially that. Yeah. Okay. But um yeah, I mean that's the that's the story. Like now Subway Net Worth's full time big deal job, so I'm pretty excited and a couple people work on it and um uh, Things are good. So I think I think uh, for me, like I've obviously we knew each other, you know, back in the day. And I, you know, a few years ago at break and you go to the site and, you know, you look at you look up somebody, you know, like, a, you know, anybody. Kobe Bryant. Kobe. And and you look to see what they're worth. And the first question that comes to your mind is like, how did they get that number? Right. So like. So I, I don't know how much you can reveal. I mean, maybe there's competitors out there now. But like, what could you tell us about how you kind of come up with this your due, your due diligence to really yeah. like try to be as credible as you can with this right. kind of stuff well it's so there's a couple couple different things there first of all it's changed over time because when i first started out i mean i had no profile and i couldn't get any information and there was no information out there forbes was just talking about billionaires and it was all these like weird german barons who had family fortunes <laughs> for a thousand years and like their stories weren't very interesting so there wasn't a lot of information to pull together back then over time this has become i think i mean i think it's safe to say mostly because of celebrity net worth it's become something that uh, a lot of people are interested in a lot of people are writing about a lot of people are talking about forbes is dipping now into having celebrity wealth information on the site like that's i'm sure their main page view driver so there's a ton of information out there mm -hmm. for people like kobe like kobe it's very easy now to find how much money he made in salary his whole life and how much money he made in endorsements his whole life and you know i mean you can't ask for much more in terms of like real information and data and you can find real estate fairly easily depending on whether or not they wrote bought the real estate in their own name which oftentimes they don't but uh generally speaking it's become a lot easier i would say and then the other advantage that we have is because we're sort of a high-profile site that I think most celebrities have probably sent, been sent a link to, and they're kind of either annoyed by it or they think it's hilarious. And at some at some point, if it's if the number that we have up for somebody is like drastically inaccurate, we kind of tend to hear from either the celebrity or from someone who represents them, a lawyer who's angry, a PR person who's like trying to goad us into making the number higher so that their client looks like a bigger deal than they are. And What's the weirdest phone they, call? They love that, though, don't yeah. they? I yeah, mean, they love it. It's great. Yeah. I mean, it's great. Uh, the, the, the best thing I have that ever happened was I got an email from Courtney Love. <laughs> her personal email account. And the, and the reason I know that it's her personal email account is because I know a person who was her book rep at her when she had a book deal. And I emailed my friend and I was like, is it possible that Courtney Love just emailed me and this is the email address? And my friend was like, yeah, that's that's her email address. And so the email was like, OK, so at the time, Courtney was famous because she was kiss I mean, she's making headlines because she was getting kicked out of hotel rooms and she was like, like being kicked out of leases and not paying her rent. So I was like, I mean, I'm sure she's rich, but she seems to be a bit of a mess. So I had her on the site as like I think it was like 40 million bucks. Right. Which is a shit ton of money. Right. But it's not what you'd think she might have with Nirvana money. And she wrote it's me. It's Kurt's she, money. 
It's Kurt's. It's, it's Kurt's <laughs> money, right? And she she killed him. Let's all be honest, right? <laughs> <laughs> Soaked in bleach. Watch the documentary. It's on Netflix right now. Um, so, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Jay will, by the way, because yeah, he watches that's, everything. That's go, a done yeah, deal. Go watch Soaked. That's in a bleach. whole other show I want to talk yeah. about. But keep going. Sorry. Uh, so, anyways, her email. She wrote this like long email, like ranty email, and I was like, ah, I don't. Okay, what do you want me to do here? And so then she just cc'd um, an accountant. An accounting firm here. She was like, "Please send this person my latest audit." And so I have like an audit. <laughs> wow. So like wait, an, she thought she was saying she had more money or less? Way money? more, like one hundred twenty million dollars. Oh wow, she was insu- she, you insulted then, her. And then yeah, and then she gave me like a what line a by line audit, audited, line by line accounting of her wealth. And it was like you know Kurt's royalties, Kurt's this real estate, like Kurt's clothing, like it was. Insane. So that was like a big moment for you because you learned that if you yeah. just undersell people, they'll give you all the shit you want to know anyway. Yeah. Like she did all the work for you. Yeah, I've noticed that if, awesome. you, if you, if we, we always are more conservative, we err on the side of cons- of being conservative with, with people because the worst thing that's going to happen is that either one of their biggest fans or the person themselves will email us and be like, hey, you're way wrong about me. And that happens fairly often where like a, a celebrity will be like, you say I'm worth $5 million, but my house is worth $5 million. And then it's very easy to kind of follow up on that. And they're like, okay, great. No problem. You have to break out. This is really like rich dad, poor dad stuff, but it's like, you know, liabilities versus assets. I mean, if, if, if you know, we'll talk about 50 cent in a second, but like, you know, yeah. I have four cars. Right. It's like, well, they're all depreciating. Yeah. It's like, who cares? They're right. not worth anything versus a house. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because I don't think any in this room or any major celebrity actually knows they're like to the dollar net worth like the best example of this I have is uh, we have um, Spike Lee on the site being worth 40 million bucks right oh uh, higher is it well so you think it'd be higher? Uh, this is a I thought it was a game show I'm no, going it's higher not. it's I, oh, wow. I, I that's what we have Matt you might think it's higher he was so at the time he was doing a Kickstarter and he was getting a lot of crap for doing Kickstarter when he's all got all this money yeah, and that's a good point and he was going yeah I know and he was going on all these uh, talk shows, and he was on CNBC at one point, and the CNBC host said, why are you using Kickstarter when you're obviously wealthy? Celebrity net worth says you're worth $40 million. And he went on this rant about how that's not true. And so I just wrote an article with my justification for that, for that number, which was a very simple justification. Like, you can find the salaries that he's made for past films. But the most important thing was he owns this house in New York City, this incredible townhouse. That house alone is worth 20 or 30 million dollars so you know is that does that mean he's worth does he have 40 million dollars in the bank right now no but is he a wealthy person beyond what he's trying to claim absolutely i think well it's not called celebrity in the bank yeah it's not called celebrity <laughs> what's in your wallet right now right <laughs> so it's just a, we got a caller welcome if to it's the Courtney show. love i, it's, I refuse to speak to her again hello this is mostly sports who do we have on the phone uh, this is Dr. Joe Thompson. <laughs> Dr. Joe Thompson, how you doing, buddy? Good. How you holding up? Holding up great, man. Do you have a uh, a question for our guest? Uh, I do. Go ahead. You need to. You need to. Okay. Uh, basically, I want to know. <laughs> that accent. Have you ever been a, been approached to be bought? And I think you guys do a great job. Anchor down, and I'm gonna hang up and listen. Okay, cool. Wow, concise. Yeah. <laughs> nice for the question. call, Joe. So we get approached Thank all, y'all. Yeah. So we get approached a lot about getting sold and um it happens in kind of spurts, I think, which 
with what's going on in the economy and when other when other sites are getting bought up, I notice that we go like six months without getting email, and then in one month we'll get like five emails. And the reality is half of them are don't have any money or they want to buy you in some sort of like crazy, we'll give you nothing up front and at some point we'll give you money if we make a lot of money and it's or it's like stock in a company that's private right now and probably never going to be public so uh, those are never fun to talk to I try to avoid them we went down the road very seriously about getting bought with some pretty large companies um, about nine months ago and the reality was the numbers that we were getting were really nice and really interesting but like what people don't understand is like it's not all about always selling because when you sell, I you have to sell for an amount of money that allows you to never work again. <laughs> and I well and, said. And like and like the numbers we were getting, you know, to be frank, would have made me like a multimillionaire. But and this sounds horrible, but that isn't enough to be like, oh, I'll never work again. Like right, it would be the point where I'd have to get a job at some point. Like a year later, I'd be like, you know what? I don't have. I have an. In, I have a mortgage, and I've got all these bills, I have to get a job. Whereas right now, I have the exact job that I want. I love it. I, I wake up every day excited, and I make a lot of money doing that. So in t- as long as that exists, and as long as there's someone out, there isn't someone out there offering me like crazy money, I probably won't sell it. Would you? Uh, this is a two-part question to follow up on Joe's question, who's a big fantasy football fan, a fan of the show. My th- initial worry aside from the money part which would be the irony of it all like is creative control like is so is is creative control a factor of like if you sell then like kind of the editorial voice maybe that gets lost a little bit and the second part is you'll end up on the site someday yeah no that's a good point no i mean i hope to end up on the site someday i would be love that that'd Life be a really goals. good outcome um but uh so the first part of your question the was creative what? control of like, oh, yeah. like how you no, like i mean the writing when you, when you sell so first of all i've tried to kind of take it in the last couple of years, I've tried to make it less about me. So there was a time when if you went to the site, every single article on the site was written by me. And like, you know, it was clearly, uh, it seemed to be like a one person show with one voice. And actually what we've tried to do over the last year definitely is to tone that down because there are days where I don't want it to be all about me. And I don't want to be the only reason that someone comes to the site because at some point I might want to take a week off and I don't want people to be like, oh, these are the like, JV writers. So we've we've invested a good amount of money in like the other people who are writing and kind of finding new voices. So but to your question, I think if you sell, you have to just give up and not care anymore, which would be really hard because this has been like such a big part of my ego for the last couple of years. Like, you know, half the things I put on Facebook are like, oh, we got mentioned on Conan last night and it's really cool. And, and like I love people reacting to that. So it would be really painful to see somebody buy it and then burn it to the ground but you won't only do that if they were paying you enough money where you're watching them burn it to the ground from, from your own private island private, or not yeah. a private island how about like just like a spike lee's a townhouse nice, a nice house in <laughs> la right instead of a 600 square foot apartment <laughs> well you know it's funny because like from our perspective it's really early in the mostly sports era and i'm calling it an era and i uh, hope will be the kobe bryant of sports but, you know, from our perspective, it's, there's I'm sure you remember like right now, you know, four, 14 weeks ago, we were doing the show on top of a, a restaurant, Michael's restaurant in uh, in Santa Monica. Don't plug that restaurant. What's the restaurant? Yeah. They kicked us out. It's on Third Street in Wilshire. No one knows it really. But What's the restaurant? Michael's in Santa Monica on Third Street. Yeah. That's your restaurant? It's not mine. That's Michael's restaurant. <laughs> oh, 
That's what oh, we were I'm doing. Sorry. Sh- we were doing I'm sorry. the show. I was there. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I got confused. I, I know the restaurant. I used to, I used to own a bar upstairs. Yeah, that bar upstairs. Yeah, the loft. They have, they have, yeah, okay, I know. All right, cool. Yeah. So anyway, we you were doing the down. show. Yeah. You shut us down, but we were doing the show there, and there's like those moments where it's like super gritty. You're like, oh, this is like a garage band situation mm-hmm. if you make it big. So, where I mean, who knows where we're at right now, but it's like, I'm sure for you, like, you know, 2008, 2009. You know, you're at home late night writing an article. No one gives a shit. You put it up on Facebook. You throw it up on Twitter. You get one favorite. You know, obviously, then it starts to pick up a few years later. So, like, that's got to be part of the the whole story. And the thing I've noticed is that it's a lot more story driven. So I was reading the Ronda Rousey article a few weeks ago. It's not about what she makes. It's like how much she make in the prize fight versus Mm -hmm. Holly Holm or even this 50 cent thing, which I'd love to hear more about. Like, guys that, you know, that's a question I have. Guys that are just bankrupt, mm-hmm. but always have money. Right. It's just a weird thing. Like, yeah. What does bankrupt mean? Well, so, okay, the whole 50 Cent thing is really weird because he is in this weird, sticky position where if he pays out, like, does, I don't think 50 Cent has $30 million to pay out right now. Like, let's, like, that's what the deal, that's the problem right now is he's, he's got $30 million worth of judgments, and I don't think he has the cash. And if he has the cash, he would prefer to play broke for a little while make a judge restructure it and then he maybe only has to pay half that or even way less than that um the 50 cent one's really weird because on the day he declared bankruptcy we had him being worth 150 million dollars on the site and the same the same exact day forbes had him being worth 160 million so it's like wow it's not just you know it's not just bad reporting although i think there's an element of that and a little bit of like oh we believe everything 50 cent says and we believe that when he says that he made $200 million selling vitamin water, we kind of just took that as like, all right, that's, that seems reasonable. And, um, maybe none of that was true. So right now I think it's interesting to see what's going to happen with him over the next six months or so, because at a certain point, I think a judge, I think he's dumb what he's doing because if he was smart, he would be not posting photos of him with stacks of cash. He would try to be put forth or that stupid vodka. Right, that's stupid vodka. Like, Shut up people. about that vodka. We got Phantom Fly here. Yeah, right? You know? Anyone who's just like got a bottle of vodka in front of them while they're doing their job, it's just like... <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you, you mentioned Forbes. Is Forbes basically your... Is that your competition? Is that your, your barometer I mean, that you're... That's like, I mean, have they ever heard of me? Yeah. Do they care about me on a day-to-day basis? No. But, I mean... Not yet, though. Not yet. But you're creeping. They know who you I are. I think... Yeah, they definitely know who we are. I yeah. think they're annoyed that we exist, but they don't They don't think about us on a day-to-day basis, but they... Um, you're like Under Armour to Nike. But yeah. You're, you're that'd creeping. Be good. In, that'd be great. in 2004. Yeah. That'd be awesome, right? Yeah. yeah that'd be great. Um, and I think we have a nice... We've carved out, carved out a, little, a nice little niche that they can't do because they're focused on, you know, bigger business issues and that are... 10,000 word articles that go to four next pages and our focus is to try to cover stuff that real people are interested in in easy to understand ways is there like a you know a lot of times we have you know guests on the show a lot of stuff to promote obviously you have a site mm-hmm. i was trying to think of like what would the spinoff be or is there some sort of other thing that you're thinking about long term or it's like some, some sort of video thing or mm-hmm. is there something that you want to kind of tease out there that you're doing that maybe no one would know just from reading the site? You know, I mean, so the biggest thing I think in the next year for the site is just we, we are about to release an app, which is like long overdue, but I'm really excited to see if the app actually becomes anything or if it's just something that we 
built in and it's there and if people want it they can have it but if it becomes a thing where so most of our traffic is mobile because what happens is people are sitting around a bar or they're doing a podcast and someone says hey how much money do you think kobe bryant has and they google it on their phone so the vast majority of our traffic comes from people on their phones so what i'd love to see happen is we release an app it's successful and people instead of googling something this is a big psychological shift for our site it's like instead of googling something to know that you are you already have the app on your phone so hey just pull up the app and boom i'm going to search for it right there and that does a lot of good things for us because it develops a more loyal direct audience and it also sort of bypasses google so we don't have to worry about how google's displaying stuff anymore um but beyond that i think you know the coolest thing i've experienced working on this site is that people tend to like more often than not i notice that people have heard of the site like I'll be in an Uber and people ask me what I do. And most of the time the Uber people, Uber driver knows the site or if I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, you had a funny Uber story earlier. So they know the site if you, if right. So what I'm getting at is that like, it's, it's got a little bit of brand recognition because I think pe- most people have Googled something and landed on the site, whether they knew it or not. And then they realized, Oh, this is a thing that exists. And the next time around that happens because pretty much every time you type in a person's name in Google now net worth is the suggestion and then they end up on the site and they think oh yeah this is a thing and so I feel like most people have been on the site they've heard of it so there's you know I mean not to knock break but like I worked at break for a long time and I feel like half the time I would tell people what I did they would never have heard of it and it was really frustrating because it was a niche thing that you know it was hard to differentiate but um so I don't know. I don't know what that means, but it's because those people don't have jobs, even driving Ubers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just exactly. Kidding. Um, so so I don't know what that means in the long run, but I mean I think that it's once you've once you've got some sort of brand, it's just about kind of continuing to build it and making it bigger and cooler. Who's the celebrity that like shocked you the most? You know, in the last you know years you've been doing this like you were like holy shit, this person really made a lot of money. I can't believe it. Well, I mean Floyd Mayweather is like the most obvious answer because you know it was just so crazy how much money he has and how much money he was making and like when he he went he took that he took that writer from sports illustrated i think to shopping for shoes once and i think he went to an atm and took out money and showed him his receipt and it had 125 million dollars in his checking account and it's just mm -hmm. like you hear those things and you don't believe them but for him you believe them because he actually does make that much money and so maybe he does keep that much money in a checking account. What's the what's the backstory behind someone like Allen Iverson? I've heard that he has some sort of fund waiting yeah. for him when he's fifty. So when Iverson signed his last Reebok deal, um, Reebok required that he keeps. So I think the deal is that he makes eight hundred grand a year, even right now. But the problem with that is he has to give a big chunk of it to his ex-wife, and um, but he also has thirty. Yeah, Tawana. He has $30 million in a trust fund that he can't, he can't access until he's 50, which I think is the year 2030 or something like that. How old is he, I- Iverson, right now? He's 40, or no, um, 42. He's probably 39, 40. So Same yeah, draft class as Kobe. So what's 11 years from, ra- right, yeah. from right now? Okay, I mean, World how much Cup. money has he leveraged off that, though, and like borrowed off of people? Well, this all came to light I mean, because the the, when the ex-wife sued him for divorce, or when she was divorcing him, it all they had to like lay out their assets and they had like zero assets right now but this trust fund and they were saying can we break it and the, no they cannot break it but she does get half of it in 2030 he's very a great iverson story is he used to go to this tgi fridays on city line avenue in philadelphia after every game yeah 
and he loved playing Mega Touch. Okay. All right, the little box video game <laughs> on the side of the bar. So he'd bring all his, all his boys in. TGI Fridays didn't want them all hanging out in there. So he bought the Fridays. Oh, well, that's totally reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> so he'll just buy the Fridays. On City Life, <laughs> ran it into the ground, lost more money doing that. But that's very indicative of who Allen Iverson is with his money. I mean, he he's one of those people It's not shocking that he's in the, the state that he is. I'm, I'm curious uh, for you personally – uh, your sports teams. We, that's one thing we yeah. always want to do because, like, you you live and breathe celebrity net worth, right? Yeah. Like, you're always promoting it and talking about it, which makes sense. It's like that's your thing. Yeah. But like, wh- who are your teams? Um, football, basketball, baseball, all that. Well, so similar. We were. I was in San Francisco growing up. So, Niners, Giants, Will Clark. I have pretty much every single Will Clark baseball card yep. ever in a binder, and. Someday I'm going to have him sign one of them. And, and I've heard he's like kind of a grump, so I don't even know what that's going to be like. But <laughs> Well, he lost his hair at 23. Yeah. I mean, he was grumpy yeah. about that. It's okay. Worshipped him as a kid. Totally. Though. Worshipped him. Um, First career bat, hit a home run off Nolan yeah. Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You can't beat that. Can't no. beat that. Um, met Joe Montana at a uh, – I met Joe Montana twice in my life. Once at an autograph session in at like a Safeway. And I was like six years old and my mom brought me there and, and like there was a sign that says he cannot talk to you. He will not talk to you. He's just going to sign the autograph. But I didn't really believe that. So as soon as I got up there, I started talking to him and he would not talk to me and it was like heartbreaking. But whatever. I still have the autograph. Um, and then, he just doesn't talk, period? Because like, there's like a huge you? line of people. And so if he talks to everyone, it would take forever. Right. So he was literally just sitting there and like you would go up, he would sign. And then you. I was like, hi, how are you? And he was just like. And then we just like put his head down and sign the next one. Have you researched these guys' net worth? Being like you're a huge Will Clark yeah, fan. Yeah. Well, so well the best, so the best one of what we're talking about right now is Joe Montana because Joe Montana made like I don't know off the top of my head how much he made off football, but let's call it like maybe like a fi- fifteen million dollars total yeah. off football because Not it was a, a, a weird time in the NFL and there weren't big contracts. He's made so much money off real estate because he used the, his his money from the NFL to buy a house in Napa that he sold a couple of years ago for like forty million dollars. Wow! And now he's like the head of this private equity real estate development firm that owns all of the land around the 49ers stadium now. And they were like really frustrated because the night the um, Super Bowl is going to be in San Francisco this year or yep. wherever. Like it's not even San Francisco anymore. It's like South Bay, whatever. But uh, they own all the land around there, but they weren't given permits ahead of time. This is like a year and a half ago to develop it. And they wanted to put hotels and shopping malls and everything. And they couldn't because it was just not uh, approved. And so now you go down there and there's going to be all this like empty parking lots there. But I mean, Joe Montana is like an extremely successful business person. <laughs> and aren't the, the, the Bartolos like broke? Yeah. Now? Well, so I don't know a ton about their backstory, but I know that like, I think a couple of Bartolos have gone to jail. <laughs> well. Or maybe. maybe not jail, but like have been brought up on like some fraud charges. I don't know. I don't know about that stuff, to be honest. I got to look into it. But he, yeah, you see him at the airport in the TSA lines uh, doing those, you know, sketchers. Yeah. Like ads. Yeah. You know? And you and you're and like that's always the, that's when it comes up. That's when you want to Google. Yeah. Your site because you're just like, does he need the money? That Yeah. That right. makes me think he's broke. It's right. Like, why are you doing this commercial right now? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ringo Starr is in a sketchers ad right now. Ringo. Like you walk, we walk by uh, Skechers on the promenade right now, and there's a giant poster of Ringo Starr wearing Skechers, and that guy's got like hundreds of millions of dollars. What, what, what what's, gets him out of bed? What's Skechers paying him to do that? Right. Like, what does it cost to get Ringo Starr out of bed? 
Well, it's also like we ha- we've had a couple commercial actors on the show, yeah. and we always ask them, you know, does it bug you when Samuel Jackson, you know, does Capital One commercials or Chase right. or whatever? Like, it, it's got to piss you off. Like, yeah. that's your livelihood, and you have to deal with Sam Jackson stealing your money or Jennifer Anderson doing Smart Water. I mean, I'm sure you do some of the research on that stuff. I mean, but like, who doesn't want more money? Right. And, and you just talking about these athletes and celebrities that go bankrupt. So it kind of makes sense because, you know, they've already dealt with situations buying a TGI Fridays where they're like, I just always want more money. Yeah. So it is. I, I get the theme. So it's just like, but at the same time, like how much is enough for any of these guys? Yeah. I don't know. So. I mean, that, that's that's the question we could all talk about and answer. I mean, I mean, I sit right here right now. I could tell you like what my enough number would be. And it's like very small. But I know people who've made that much money and their mindset just shifts in instantly and they already want like you know i, I made th- want more. i made five million and but the problem is now i want 20 because five doesn't allow me to fly private and it's like okay okay it's like you know it always just shifts i think all right uh reality stars yeah who who has made the most money as a reality star okay so uh, there's a girl i mean i don't know if this is the most but it's probably up there there's a woman from real housewives of new york named bethany frankel yes who was on the first season of real housewives and she created like a a vodka company and skinny girl yeah skinny girl like i think the end result like after she got bonuses and um hit sales marks was like it was like 80 million bucks to like Campari, I think she's older too. She married a guy that I played college basketball against. Really? This guy, Jason Hoppy. Oh, yeah, that yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hoppy hit the jackpot. Yeah. Because they got they divorced. Had a kid he together, got half. too. Had a kid. Had a kid together. Like, I mean, that's a, that's a nice score for him. Yeah, you got to get in on that. Because she's miserable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, yeah, he yeah. got in, got out, got paid. Life goes on. Yep. Did he do Smart that on guy. purpose? Uh, I mean, I hope so. He went to the University of Scranton. So, I mean, he had big dreams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you reminded me. I wanted to tell you the, like, most legendary Iverson Georgetown story. So there's a couple. So uh, apparently one day he was in this big lecture hall, like, you know, hundreds of kids, right? And the teacher was, you know, talking. and He's not paying attention. And I don't think he went to class very often. But at one point the teacher looks up to him and goes, uh, Alan, what do you think of that? And he kind of, like, looks around. And this is in front of, like, hundreds of people, right? Hundreds of kids. And his classmates, his pupils. And he just, like, looks left, looks right. And then he, like, confirms that the teacher is talking to him. <laughs> and the teacher's like, yeah, Alan, what do you think of that? And he just goes, don't ever ask me a question again. <laughs> and then just puts, his, just puts his hands down like that. <laughs> just do that. The Sounds thing, about right. Yeah. Um, then apparently on the last day he was at Georgetown. So the whole time he was at Georgetown, he was kind of like a controversial figure and Staff didn't like it that he was there because he like represented what they were trying to get away from. But everybody loved him because he was he was winning. But on um, the very final day, I think he took his like first NBA check and went straight to an M- a Mercedes dealership and bought an SL five hundred. And then he drove the, the the Benz from the dealership to Georgetown and did a circle like a couple circles in the public square that you're not supposed to drive in like the president <laughs> drives in there oh, when, i don't want to hear this yeah this, this bums me out <laughs> he should have been grateful as fuck that they let him yeah, in there i know, you know after they saved him they john saved thompson the first yeah. went to the jail and was like i can get you out of here if you play basketball for me but at the same time i also totally respect why he left because i remember hearing him tell the story in some interview about like people giving him shit for leaving and he was like what do you want me to do like Every time I would go home and I lived like 20 minutes away, my mom didn't have food and our lights were off and we didn't have running water or whatever, hot water. 
who's gonna stay and like know that there's millions of dollars there to have anyways well jay morgan i have a question morgan are you inspired right now i'm because i mean you guys used to work together right and now brian's brian's like shooing away money like for his company and you're you're sitting here with me i know losing two dollars a day in some DraftKings contest and complaining about about it it. yeah (laughs) i I stopped going to coffee bean so i could i basically was spending twelve dollars a day at coffee bean before i go to work yeah and now i buy gas station coffee and spend six dollars and then put two dollars into this fantasy tournament that's totally reasonable so i'm actually up four every day yeah totally so I mean, yeah. and, the, and the, I feel bad at all it's the passive coffee income. You know the coffee being on night. Of course, I've seen you there a couple of times. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. But like, they probably miss me. Yeah, like they're I, probably worried about you. They probably are. They're probably, probably going out of business. Sign. Yeah. I mean, I've been I've been in there hungover a few times. A few times. Yeah. I've also seen you drunk a few times uh, at JP's. That's true. And also, you've been drunk at NYNC, and yes. our friend Sammy, who created this vodka, who no longer works there, has kicked you out. Yes, that's happened. I'm sure. I've anytime because. Oh, YNC or the the NYC or whatever it's called. They, <laughs> they so perfect. NYNC, NYNC, New York and Chicago. They serve beer. And they serve pizza until four a.m. And, and it's like, what do you expect's gonna happen between like JP's is ten feet from there. What do you think's gonna happen there between two a.m. and four a.m.? Like, of course, I'm gonna be in there and like. A mess, <laughs> like everybody else. The yeah, average like blood else. alcohol level in JPs is like point one four. That's yeah. the average. Yeah, because yeah. it's JPs. It's like it's fantastic. I can't believe I've never seen you there. Uh I've been there. I was supposed to be there tonight. Trivia tonight. Trivia. I feel a little post show. A little post show JPs tonight. Just throwing <laughs> yeah. it out there. He literally like what like eleventh in eleventh in Montana. Yeah, that's where I live. That's where all the cool kids live. Which is which moms. is. It's <laughs> exactly. You probably see. You probably you know get a couple photos of celebrities walking down I Montana. I do. I see. I've seen a bunch of people. I'm on a head nod hello basis with Reese Witherspoon. So really, go like that when we see each other. Do you have um, a dog you're walking, how? or are you just no. walking solo? Wait, wait, how? How? Are, I how just does... seen her so often because uh. I I like sit out and eat drink. I eat lunch and drink coffee out in Montana like all day long, right? And okay. she's doing her errands, and I've seen her so many times now that I get to go like this with her. Does she live right around there? Nice. She must. I mean, either that or she loves Montana to, <laughs> like, shopping at. I mean, no. Um, I see Luke Wilson all the time, like, to the point where I don't care anymore. It's like, ah, <laughs> fucking Luke Wilson. I used to see him hammered in he, Cabo yeah, all the time. Yeah. Just drinking by himself. Hammered. Solo I, style. Hammered. Like, yeah. like Hammered drunk, yeah, totally. Way too hammered. So the say, like not to get off this conversation, but he oh, came no. he came into Cabo Whatever. one night with a guy who was guaranteed on your fucking list of tons of dough, Mike Judge. Yeah, of course. He yeah, he lives Mike he lives Judge, blocks from me. He probably has tons of dough well, from yeah. everything he's created. Uh, King of the Hill was on for like fifteen yeah. years and syndicated and went in a hundred different countries. Yeah. He's 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 a wealthy man. Eighteen percent tipper, Mike Judge. Ooh. Yeah, suspect. Mm. Very mm. suspect. It, mm. How he's that exact with it? It was yeah. It was not like impressive, and his credit card was all beat up. Like I didn't. I don't know. I have a nicer credit card. Hmm. You got a lot of money too. Oh, I, just have... I had a funny celebrity credit card story once. I was at a bar in Brentwood and I saw Sting, and I was on a date and I was like, "Listen, I know we're on a date and it's like the second date, and, but like I'm not gonna listen to anything you say all night long because Sting. It was like me." 
the girl I was I was on a date with and Sting right there. And, and it was just like, just shut up for a little while. I'm going to like just absorb this. So Sting is like sitting there and he's like feeling the music that's playing in the music in the bar. And then like he, he keeps like reaching over the bar to pull fruit from like behind the bar where they take fruit to put in your drink, like to put yeah, a cherry in your drink. That. Can't do that. No. Can't do that. Yeah. And he's done it like three times. And so the bartender takes a plate, puts a bunch of fruit on the plate and gives him the plate. Right. But he keeps like reaching <laughs> over. He doesn't. He doesn't acknowledge. It's not a buffet. Plate. He's not. Yeah, and yeah. he just keeps doing it to the point where the bartender has to kind of like step in and be like, you know, you can't do that. Like I made you this plate because you are <laughs> legally not allowed to be doing that. <laughs> this is disgusting. Please stop. <laughs> so that was basically like the end of that. He definitely shut down. But like, and, and like he like left a few minutes later. But I was like, as soon as he left, I was like, so bartender, like two questions. Number one, like you just. You just totally told Sting to fuck himself, which is awesome. Number two, <laughs> what was on his credit card? And it's it's not Sting. It's like, is it Sting? No, Great it's not. Great fucking question. Yeah, really yeah. good question. It's like Gordon Smith or something like that, whatever his real name is. Wow. wow. So you probably had to Google your own site to find out. No, I mean, yeah, <laughs> Gordo. Gordon and, and Smith? Did, did his credit card decline. I don't know if it's decline. Gordon Smith, but it's like Gordon something. It is Gordon something. That does sound yeah. familiar. Yeah. Did you ask him what he tipped? I should have, yeah. Damn it. None, the, none, of those people, none of those people tip well, man. My experiences aren't very positive with uh, celebrities right? and tipping. Yeah. Interesting. Because they all want it for free. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're, they're actually used to shopping. Getting it yeah, for they're free. shopping. Yeah. They get a bill. It's like, well, my bad. I charged you for something. Right. The person next to you works at Sephora. They make eight bucks an hour. I should give them free shit, not right. you. Right. Well, so. uh, we're going to do two things. One, tell us where people can follow you, yeah. your site on social media mm-hmm. and the dot com. And then. Take us out, and then we're gonna go on a quick break and come back and do the last fifteen. All right, cool. So the it's at Celebrity Net Worth on pretty much every social media thing. Uh, this website is celebritynetworth.com, and uh, that's pretty much all of it. Okay, cool. We're quick break, and we'll come back with Brian Warner. I'm in with the dream with plans to make cream, which failed. I went to jail at the age of 15. 
Welcome back to Mostly Sports. We have Brian Warner in studio. We have Jay wow. Devlin on the right side. You're so of the fucking camera. seductive. What's up with that voice? Don't worry about it. But um, yeah. we'd like to thank our sponsor, Phantom Fly Vodka. You can follow them online. It's the World Wide Web. You can also check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to Mostly Sports on YouTube. You can get us on Facebook at Mostly Sports. On Instagram, we're Mostly Sports Zone. And then the website is Mostly Sports.Zone, which is weird, but the GoDaddy guy convinced me to do it. Still mad at him, but MostlySports.com costs $40,000. Yeah. It's expensive, and I'm not going to call that guy and have him raise the price. Point is, we have a lot of social media outlets. You can find us. We're also on iTunes so and SoundCloud, and that's it. So we were talking about the Kardashians during the break, and Jay had a couple questions from his Philly boys. I mean that was that was I mean the Kardashians are very polarizing people and maybe it was are they? Ma- maybe I lied maybe I just want to fucking know about the Kardashians all right <laughs> I watch that show every week I'm sucked in I love reality television Scott Disick is one of my favorite people in the history of the world Yep I mean he's my idol aside from the deadbeat dad drug he's addict thing I love everything else about him Uh what's up with Scotty is he does he make your list is that somebody yeah, you might yeah. like Yeah he's super wealthy he's he he's he's one of the most popular guys on the site because he's Instagram is is like half the photos he puts up there is just like him replacing his toilet rack with hundred dollar bills. <laughs> Lord and Disick. Yeah, yeah. Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So he's actually like Great. he's a good example of someone who's like really driven the success <laughs> of our site because like ten years ago when Instagram didn't really exist, people they knew celebrities were wealthy, but it wasn't like in their face and it wasn't as accessible. And now you've got guys like Floyd Mayweather who is like 
you know, taking a photo in front of his private jet and car collection and putting it on Instagram. And then you got Scott Disick, who's like showing off his watch collections and, and like you, you got to what that does to somebody is that makes him say, like, how much money does that guy have? Because um, we know how Floyd got his money. Yeah. I mean, what did Scott do? Well, I mean, I'm sure this this show is a very large contributor to his his wealth, like because those we were just talking about it in the break. I mean, I don't know if exactly how it works with them. I don't know if they all get paid um, separately with separate contracts, or if it's just like Ryan Seacrest Productions says we're gonna pay we're gonna give you fifty million dollars and you guys can split it ten ways if you want. But um, he's clearly made a lot of money f- from being associated with that family and then i'm fairly certain that his parents are wealthy so his parents are dead they're dead both of them okay Scott Disses? yeah both his parents are dead it was a very big storyline uh two years ago on the show Yeesh. he's going through a hard time let's give him a break uh yeah that's a that's Disick, doug, doug flutie happened to him it happened well yeah, yeah. But I'm sure Disney makes different. a lot of money. Like, even if he goes off the deep end, the amount of money they will pay him in a non-disclosure yeah. agreement, like, yeah. keep your mouth shut, here's 50 mil. I think it was, like, $20 million. $20 so mil like just to keep yeah. your mouth shut. If, yeah, and, and yeah, I mean, and, and why wouldn't he take that, you know? And I just he, picture a vault of money that the Kardashians yeah. have, and they all just share it. They dip into it, mm-hmm. pull out cash. Yeah. Rob takes it to Taco Bell. Yeah, old, why not? Right? Old country buffet. A big, <laughs> Rob has like the biggest mountain of mashed potatoes in his living room that you've ever seen. It's mac and cheese, actually. Oh, he's a mac and cheese mac guy. And cheese, okay, yeah. mac and cheese. Um, a lot of carbs. There's a lot of money there, and arguably deserved. I mean, they've they're very successful, and they have a lot of uh, people loving them. So they've I mean, created a machine. They've created a machine that's worldwide. Like you can't go anywhere without them, and. Whatever. You know, you know Jer- Jeremy's mom watches the show and he gets mad at her. He's like, "You, you guys out in Ohio, need to stop watching the Kardashians, and basically like funding their entire life." I mean, actually, you know, this is an interesting reality question. It's kind of meta, but it's like, like, is there a point where like you've been on reality TV so much, like you're like a an alternate version of yourself? Yeah, we have a guy that comes on the show like once a month, Austin, <laughs> that was on Big Brother. Love the guy. He's fantastic. He finished fourth on Big Brother. Okay. Very fascinating dude. But, yeah, he's morphed into, like, he... Like, you're always recording yourself, so then you just yes. become, like, a He thinks he's Paul pro- Newman. He thinks he has his own spaghetti sauce coming out. Mm. <laughs> he's going to start racing cars. You know, that's what these reality stars... was a stars. dressing. He had no, spaghetti sauce. Everything. He had it all. Did all-encompassing. Yeah. Gave it all to charity, by the way. Great, great story. Like, hundreds of millions of dollars raised for charity. Really? Just, yeah. And good, like, really good spaghetti sauce. Yeah. <laughs> it was tasty, man. Yeah. So, yeah, Kardashians, reality people. Um, we were talking a little Delonte West. little, you know, curious, like, Lamar Odom. Anything on him? Like, is he is he getting well, some so of that wealth? Yeah, so, when, well, so he's made a ton of money. That was, so, okay, all right, when Lamar had his situation a couple months ago, I was sitting <laughs> there and I was Situation, like, that's yeah. very delicate. That's you nice. know, you're thinking, like, I have to. I, whenever something like that happens, I have to ask myself: Is is the number that I have for this person accurate right now for what's going on in the news? Are people going to read the story about Lamar Odom overdosing and then say, "How could he be living in a crack hotel if he's worth fifty million dollars?" But then it kind of comes out, and you find out that he's actually got tons and tons of money, right? I mean, yeah, he's thirty million bucks. I mean, I think that's fairly accurate, considering. I think he made like 80 or 90 million in salary alone in his career. And that doesn't account Kardashian money. And that doesn't count wow. um, endorsement money. And you find out he wasn't in a crack hotel. He was in like this $10,000 a night suite in the Bunny Ranch or whatever. And um, 
that's a, I don't know. I, I feel bad for that guy. He's I think part of the problem with reality TV is that it like sucks you up and it spits you out. I think it would be interesting if you had so much money, either the Kardashians or Disick or someone, to see if you could actually Uber around the world. Hmm. Wow. Just How would you do that logistically? Well, I mean, they have Uber play, everything. Play that out for me. Give me that scenario. Okay. So you start in, you start in L.A. All right. Get an Uber Lux. You're just chilling. You're like, all right, dude. Like, pick me up. You don't put in your destination even though they can't see it. And then and maybe you start off, you know, you create a little road trip, stop by Vegas, blow a couple mil, you know. Yep. Get a maybe Standard. If, if the guy wants to stay with you, you know, and then it becomes almost like a movie. Either Uber's like, you want to be with me? You want to be like my Wrangler guy? Well, you got to do room and board if you're going to take him for totally. Yeah, like he, at this point, he knows you have money, but you make your way to the East Coast. That point, there's got to be some sort of Uber jet situation, right? Yeah. And you're stay you're staying in like there is an Uber hot air balloon. That is a fact. <laughs> Are you serious? There, that is a fact that exists with kittens, with kittens, <laughs> and Uber Eats. You're taken care of. So, so you make your way to London, you then you Uber channel. So you just have a, a guy that hangs out with you, and he takes, and you don't even walk. Yeah. You're like on one of those swagway things. Yeah, yeah. And it's so like a flat. What the fuck's a swagway? You know, the hoverboards. U, the hoverboards. You know, but it's like okay. a flatbed. So you just stand in the back, and you have amenities. All right. And totally you, makes sense. Yep. So you're just standing there, and you're like a stand-up seatbelt. Yep. And then you, you. You've bankrupted Bill Gates by now. <laughs> no, I have not. Is, Him and Melinda is, are fine. Dude, that's crazy. They're over man. in Bellevue. I've seen their house. It's nice. <laughs> They're carrying malaria, so you stay away from the Gates family, okay? <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, I mean, a lot of different ways to to yeah. move. So I don't know. I just think it's interesting that if there's a way, u- there's Uber everything. Do you have a take on Uber personally? I mean, I enjoy Uber. <laughs> I know, but do you ever do Lyft? You ever cheat oh, actually, on them? I actually do mainly Lyft because I think in Santa Monica it's cheaper. It is. So you have both now. Of Half course. price, Monday yeah. through Friday. Of course. Lyft. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Half price. Yeah. yeah. Should we tell them our idea? Absolutely, it's a great idea. So, Morgan, have you seen Morgan's FJ? That gigantic truck he has. No, right. it's an FJ Toyota FJ. He's okay. gonna wrap it up in like mostly sports bubble and okay. get it pimped out. Yeah, and then we're gonna do live broadcasts, like video, picking up customers, like uh, taxi cab confessions. I like it. Yep. So we'll just do a live radio show. Jay and I will sit in the front. Yep. And then people will just have to listen to us talk. Perfect. And there'll be a makes a your car a tax write off for sure. Exactly. That was the, that was your goal from it Jump was. Street. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then people will get a ride. We'll make money while we do our show, and then they'll tell people about the live show they were just in. Perfect. And there's an Uber entrepreneur thing that just came out, so it is possible. I think it's a great idea. Give me the biggest the, the biggest name that has fallen from your list that is now nowhere to be found since you started this thing. Like, it's like, dude, this guy's got a oh, shitload of money now. I got this. I got this one. Um, Scott Storch. He's a rap producer. Oh, okay. So Scott him. Storch was a... Like, in the 90s, every rap song was Scott Storch. Like, uh, every Dre song, every you know, half the Dre songs on the album were Dre. The other half were Scott Storch. Like, 50 Cent songs. Like, they were, it was all Scott Storch. And he was this white dude from Brooklyn. And he was just, you know, a genius with the keyboard. But then he started just doing a ton of coke. Like, that will do it. <laughs> not just a little bit of coke, but like a ton of coke. And um, How do you know that? Oh, it's like well documented. Like he, this is a guy who's he went from being worth at one point like eighty million bucks to now he's worth like negative twenty because he's, <laughs> because he's wow. and, he, and he has no career anymore. And he's like trying to make it back, but like Scott Storch's rise and fall it was is incredible because in like a in like a six month period alone he spent like twenty million bucks on drugs and cars and houses and he just burnt it all. And at one point he's like, 
oh, I'm going to produce Paris Hilton's album and I'm going to make her awesome. And that, that was did. that was the coke talking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was it. What's a what's a guy? You know, J- Jay used to like the show Chuck, just like he likes his Sixers. Like a Zach Levi, who's the most like random person that has a lot of money. That's kind of I, I think we asked yeah. you that earlier. No, but is there anybody that off the top of your head of just like it's like it's just weird that that person has you know twenty million or you know even if even if it's like Punky Brewster like Slee Moonfry or no, something. No, no, this is a good question. Let me just think about it for a second. There's um, okay, so the guy who did you guys are you guys old enough to know what Melrose Place is? Oh, forty two. It's right. In my we're yeah. both forty two. Forty one. Yeah. Don't round up 42. on me i'm 41 oh you are 41 what's the guy's name from uh that andrew shoe andrew shoe andrew yeah. shoe is the soccer player played at columbia yes I yes God, how do you know this shit yes should do it i'm 42 created, you're 41 he created a website that is like a very large website that's called um that i don't know will you google that andrew shoe's website it's like yeah, an yeah, enormous yeah. website that's worth hundreds of millions of dollars wow it's like a mom's website it's like a women's website Paul Andrew Shue. No. What about George Foreman? How much money oh, did yeah. he really make off that grill? Well, George Foreman sold the rights to his name for like I'm googling this as I talk. George Foreman sold Cafe Mom. Cafe Mom. Oh yeah, I've he heard of Cafe Mom. Andrew Shue ca- created Cafe Mom. That was a big site a few enormous. years ago. It's enormous and like really, it's, it's still a large site for women and like really, yeah, it's a big deal. He made that or his wife? He did? made that him personally. I'm not That's, kidding. Wow. He was a good character on the show. I actually liked Andrew Shue. And his sister. He was the worst actor. So it makes sense so that he made the they most were all like, terrible. impact yeah. off. Th- yeah. Yeah. Wasn't Maybe. Elizabeth Shue? Like she was, was she in Adventures with Babysitting? She was. Yeah. And that's a, there's, that, there's a new one coming out, like a remake. Oh. Just FYI. Like Thank Point Break that. remake? Ugh. A little different. Ugh. Have you seen the trailer? Ugh. Have you seen the trailer? Yeah, I, I you have. Know, it's, not, it's, not even, it's not even. It's not even. A, it's not even Point Break anymore. Tell them what. You're tell them what in? you did. Tell them what you did. Well, you I, were you were out. I went and saw the fucking Mocking Jay, whatever yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh, but the <laughs> Point Break, the Point, the Point Break trailer came on, and I was I look at my girl. I'm like, can I can I boo? Yeah. By the end of the trailer, I wanted to buy advanced tickets. You you liked it? Like they won me over that quick. But they don't even surf. They don't. But I, it's I like a whole they, new movie. It should be called Bank Robbers Who Jump Who Jump Out of Planes. But, but if they surfed, I, I feel like they totally would have ripped it off. They actually did something Call it a different. different. Movie, then. Call it something else. That's not what they do anymore, though. Karate Kid. Kept all the same crap. And the Cold War was uh, over, the, you know. The Roadhouse coming Red out Dawn. with Rousey. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. I don't know. All right. I just miss Swayze. I do too. I hope they like reference him somehow or have they a picture better. of him somewhere. I told better. you I yeah. told you who his backup is, man. His Swayze has a Yeah. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell dude. looks yep. like Swayze. They do. I love I love fucking love Kurt Russell. I know. I'm saying yeah. that your best shot, like if, if what they should have done is cast Kurt Russell to be the Swayze. So have like a like a cocoon version, like an older generation of geriatric people <laughs> doing like X game sports. I think I think it's great. Sounds great. Sold. Don't done. try to bring done and done. Don't remake Cocoon. Why? <laughs> it's a <laughs> great movie. movie. That movie's not good. Bring it's, now it's bring really Gutenberg back. Gutenberg back as one of the old people. Yeah. I don't now think Wilford Brimley died, by the way. I think he's still alive. He was very young. He was the like the yeah. youngest of the, of old, the people. old people. Yeah. Abe Vigoda? Was he in that? No. No. No, no, no. There was who, who were the old people? Let's uh, put you on the spot. Uh, Jessica Tandy. Correct. And um, <laughs> her husband, Donna Michi. Donna Michi. Yes. Um, Trading Places fame. Yes. Mortimer. Randolph, Mortimer. Randolph. How much are the Dukes worth? A lot. Well, until they <laughs> lost it all, of course. <laughs> Pork bellies. <laughs> Pork bellies, yeah. <laughs> Orange juice future contracts. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Well, good. You know, we got a couple minutes left. Again, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Everybody that's listening, go to celebritynetworth.com. Hopefully there'll be an app here pretty soon. You yeah. got them on social media. We'll be promoting this, this episode specifically, provide all the links and all that stuff because we know you guys are all lazy, which is okay. We're lazy too, but we actually make a show once a week and we kind of have a sponsor <laughs> that we have propped up on magazines. <laughs> mostly men's magazines except for one women's magazine but anyway um and also check out phantom fly vodka thanks uh thanks sammy thanks phantom fly you can follow them at at phantom fly vodka on instagram and all the other ones so that's it thank you have a good night that's it ah the holidays a time for giving a time for getting and a time for going and going and going and going and going and going when you need a break, we're here, helping you make sense of all the good and the going. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.